Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming what? at you from the Recycle Garage Where? in sunny Why? Santa Cruz, California. That was like a solid C minus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good, good production right. value so far, Doc. Uh, <laughs> it's already a shit show, homie. <laughs> it's a, all right, guys. Have a good night. Take it easy. Oh, See you next time. Thanks for joining. Yeah, good time. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we got a lot of people in the house tonight. Um, before we go uh, down the, the <laughs> list here, down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Liza, did you have anything <laughs> you want to share? No, go ahead and down the list first. Do we do the list first? No, no, do the introductions. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. You've just, lost your shit already. We are no, 30 seconds into this thing. It's this fucking cat dander. It's fucking me up. Okay, tonight we got Charlie. Meow. Hi. Bex. Hello. Call her burrito Bex today. It's delicious. <laughs> Liza. What a bit pick a Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> if that catches traction uh, everywhere across the United States, I'll throw myself down a flight of stairs. Uh, bagel? That, that's high quality H2O. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Katrina? Hey, hey, Volkswagen. All right. Ooh. The lovely Miss Emma. Don't believe the hype. There it is. It's a sequel. As an equal, can I get this through to you? My 98's booming with a trunk of funk. All the jealous punks can't stop the dunk. <laughs> Coming from the school of hard norks, some perpetrate, they drink Clorox, attack the black because they know I lack exact. <laughs> wow. Well done. It's good. Deep, deep cut. Yes, thank you, darling. That's uh, Emma D. <laughs> In the house. The, 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 D is, the D is for dangerous. Uh-huh. We have Micah. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. And we have Jim. Don't believe the hype. That's right. And uh, I'm kind of your host tonight, Knock. So. Are you? So you're trying to wrangle everybody. No, you're doing a smash. And myself, personally. You're doing a yo. smash-up job, Knock. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> like a producer. All right, so before we get down to the list, Liza, you got some news for us? Hi, I got a couple things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to share the news, though. This is kind of big news. So remember um, when last week we did the Wayne Rainey interview and we mentioned that Rob and Bobby were at the auction in Vegas? Oh, what did they get? Mm. Well, it's not what they get, mm. but it's what new record was set. I don't know if y'all heard oh, about this. Oh, the uh, Vincent Jesus. Black Shadow? Uh, that's oh, exactly man. it. Yeah. Wow. So Vincent Black Shadow was sold, and we know that this is one of the most valuable bikes out there. One billion this, this is not the famous dollars. Raleigh free bike um this is one that set a record in australia it was being um written by john Errett, i believe his name is and it's a 1951 vincent black lightning and it sold for the whopping sum of 1.16 million to be fair that is with commission the actual selling price of the bike was 960 grand but right. then when you factor in the commission right. it comes out to 1.1 but it's a chunk of change for a motorbike yeah it's good to be rich that is is it going to dubai 
Probably. No, it's going back to Australia, actually. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, an Australian Aww. businessman. Um, That's cool. So cool. this is kind of big news. You know, it's funny. On the one hand, we're saying motorcycle sales are down and the economy sucks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Not for those people. Not for them. Yeah. That may be. <laughs> There's, the sales are down, but the sale is up. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, mm-hmm. a, a sale is up. Kind of no, like, yeah. like the price of housing. These but the, the, yeah. the 1% is mm-hmm. doing fine. No. The, the saddest part of this I need to get on my soapbox. That bike will almost certainly never run as a motorcycle again. Oh. It'll certainly Aww. never, because it's simply too valuable. Yeah. And that's just a damn shame. Mm. And, you know, you talk about the market, that'd be like comparing, you know, the sales of classic Ferraris with what's going on at your local Kia dealer. Yeah, so, sounds about right. Yep. So, hey, I, you know, I was going to save this for the end, but I just want to do this up front because I'm kind of excited. Mm-hmm. It's... It's February now. It's a new month. Um, Pinch punch first of the month. No, it is time to do our Patreon prize pack drawing. Um, So this is is fun. Um, So for anyone on Patreon who's supporting us for the amount of $5 or, or more, I have thrown your name into the helmet bag. And that includes we had somebody uh, just yesterday who came in. Their name is in the bag. Mm-hmm. Cool. And oh, in the prize pack today, oh, we got some good stuff. Well, once again, we've got a Naked Gym coffee mug. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of a kind item. Yeah. Dangerous. But, Limited edition. Yeah. You've heard me talk about this. I love them so much. Oh. I bought some to throw in. Oh. Not the socks. Evil Knievel socks. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. oh, it's got the motorcycle oh, oh, on it. Oh, oh, oh. You'll be able to jump higher than you ever have in your life in this. <laughs> it's socks. actually got evil on there. And break your legs at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's if you don't stick the landing. Right. <laughs> so, the and then yell at people. These yeah. are socks by Stance, and I really like them. I, it turns out that Stance is the official sock of the NBA. They're not huh. little thin dress socks, and they're not big. Too, you know, thick like dirt biking socks. They're perfect in between, mm-hmm. um, but they're g- really good quality, and the graphics are cool. I love my Evil Knievel socks. You've heard me talk about them. <laughs> I want someone else to love them as much as I. So this is going in the prize pack as nice. well. Give it to him for the first time. Also going into the prize pack. I know I've been sending stickers out to everyone. And uh, good news, bad news. Um, the bad news is we ran out of the Emma's Army <gasps> stickers. Oh, no. But good news is. Give me back is, my $5. Our friend, uh, our friend Chris Casey here at the garage went and printed up a new batch oh, of no a new way. design. So, so we nice. new stickers <laughs> of Emma's Army stickers. Oh, that's awesome! They look so, cool. Yeah, I love those. Exactly. Nice so color. there's two kinds of Emma's Army stickers out there right now. There's the classic Army green okay, with yellow and white graphics, and then these are black and different shades it's got of blue. The and the gin bottle and the wrenches and the Army. And it looks like an Army shoulder patch. It's really yes, cool. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time. Let's just get to our drawing and see who is winning. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, it's literally Katrina, here, Katrina bag. I need you to dr- Ooh, yeah. reach in the bag and just pull out one piece of cake. Okay, I'll do this in Swedish. Nu drar jag, nu drar jag, nu drar jag, och vem blir det? You look like you're doing a spell over there. Wow! I know, man. We're gonna start levitating and shit. Who, who, who? Who, who, Okay, and the winner is... The winner is... Alex McGuffin! Congratulations, Alex. Ooh. Awesome sauce. So, and I think Alex is one of our recent uh, supporters on on um, Patreon. So, thank awesome. you, thank Alex. You. And uh, I'm going to send you out the prize pack. That's rad. So, I'll be emailing you f- looking for your address. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And yeah. if uh, you don't answer, we'll pick another one and TS for you. 
<laughs> okay, so with that out of the way, uh, we got a uh, lineup tonight, and we're going to be uh, doing a classic. There, there wasn't too much that we had planned this week, uh, today, so we're just going to do what we did today, and we're just going to go through a uh, random emails. We've been getting a lot of these, and a lot of them are amazing, a lot of them are long. Uh, yep. We appreciate it, obviously, but we can't read all of them in its totality. So we'll end up uh, paraphrasing a good amount of them. but It's like a speed round, like yeah, speed right. dating. Exactly. We'll get the, uh, the main points of these uh, emails, and we'll, we'll address them. And thank you for writing in. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So, yeah. Thank you. But uh, what we did today, we oh, man, we, considering uh, it was a mellow day today, we, we did uh, quite a bit. Huh, Liza? Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I, didn't, I didn't get a lot done, but yeah, there were people getting stuff done out there. It was a, yeah, it's um, a good. It's been a really great weather. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what we, uh, you and I, we uh, <laughs> gathered all the old oil. <laughs> well, like the okay, so people come. We did some cleaning. We did some spring cleaning. A little bit, of cleaning, uh, a little bit of cleaning. Uh, I, I, I walked in the garage and I just started picking stuff up and putting things away. And Liza joined in, and then uh, she put in a. A bottle of oil and it's like hey we should consolidate those or well we've or got you- we literally this tell me, this is not a, a, a exaggeration we've there was like 23 partial bottles of yeah oil. they're all the same weight <laughs> and uh uh like people come here and they do an oil change and they always overbuy a bottle extra a bottle and a half extra and they oh, just leave it here leave that half a bottle here for somebody else who yeah needs it. exactly so we went and found fortunately a lot of people are cheap and they just buy the regular oil not the synthetic stuff <laughs> so we were able to consolidate like 1040 and 2050 and we got two gallons i think wow great <laughs> yeah cool no yeah. you guys were excited it was funny too because then you guys started going through the the cans of like uh you know carb cleaner and <laughs> starter fruit and shit yeah and, it, and I, I would say the vast majority of those cans have like one ounce of material left yeah. in it just, not yeah. enough to throw it away but you're like oh but yeah. reach, there's a okay there's a can shelf of just fluids and cleaning whatever products and like nine out of ten times, you grab one that's light, but you only get there's like no propellant in it, and you get like a little spittle coming out of the fucking spray can, and it pisses me off. Yeah, because those people are huffing, people are huffing the propellant or something. They just fucking throw the goddamn cans away, you know, and uh, don't let me grab an empty can I can't use. That's yeah. All right, rant done. Yeah, that's about it. And um, we, but we had a. Uh, what else was going on out there, Emma? Well, I kind of showed up late, but um, Frank was here with his um, five thirty-five. Yeah, Virago. Little Virago, predecessor to the V Star six fifty. Um, cute little bike. Five thirty-five is really cute. It's got bike. sideways carburetor. Yeah, but so is the yeah, V Star. It was trippy. Yeah, so is the V Star. And I liked. Uh, he was so taking was taking his carbs apart, and he he's one of those guys. Perfect guy to come here, and he's like, "Hey, I want to take my carbs apart. Where do I start? What do I do?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, he he had no idea." But he didn't have to remove the carb out of that, did he? No, no, he no. Did his work because they're still sideways. In the bike. The I'm top, like, That's pretty fucking The top smart. is on the right side. The bottom's on right? the left side. It was there crazy. You go. Yeah. And um, I asked him. I said, "So why are you doing this?" And his first reason was, "Well, I kind of I want to get." to know the bike better and and i and i and he started talking again i'm like you, you can stop there that is good enough for me yeah, yeah. this is the perfect bike to just want to dig in replace parts see how it works just right. clean stuff for no reason but that's I'm, the great thing to do so he was already well into it when i showed up mm-hmm. i mean i was running other stuff picking up paintwork for various projects um yep. But I showed him a couple of tricks to get more power out of those carburetors which he did buttoned everything back up and he rode away tonight with 
Mole power. So you, so you drilled nice. the pilot and jet, a big right? Smile. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> well, um, there was a couple of small modifications we did on the pilot circuit, and we raised the needles. Mm-hmm. Which because okay, I saw you getting washers, so you were shimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're shimming up the needles. You know, um, I, I want to throw that bike on the list of cool bikes to mod out. That, no, it's real cool. Five thirty-five is. I mean, the the seat and tank are what kill it. They respond very well to customizing. But the rest of the bike is a cool-looking bike right. with a good riding position. I like how the uh, airbox is the, the neck yeah. frame. But the biggest problem with that hmm. bike is it's got two fuel tanks. Yeah. And mm. it's, you've got to drain the fuel if you want to do anything to the bike. If you want to change change the air filter, if you want to work on the carburetors, you've got to drain all the fuel out of it. Yeah. Because you're, taking, you're basically taking giant fuel lines that bridge the top tank to the tank you sit on yeah mm. that's kind of a pain he in also the ass, uh, but sorry uh he also learned how to use an impact screwdriver because he was having yeah. a bitch of a time removing the uh bowl screws oh is that the bang on one yeah when you hit with the hammer? Such, that's such an empowering thing and yeah. i will i will admit i did tell him to quit holding the hammer like a girl and <laughs> <laughs> i was there for that i was like i'm not gonna say anything just i'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let no, your, i'm gonna let your internalized sexism thing. do its thing no <laughs> people are afraid to take a whack at the impact, but I, this you, you is need true. to give it a good whack. You're right. It is kind of like harrowing to take a fucking hammer to your bike. Right. Especially with like a sharp, pokey thing at the end of the hammer, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, did, okay. I did punch a hole in the yeah. side of Bex's <laughs> case with it one time, so... I, I was trying to be quiet on that one. But yeah, yeah there, there are negatives to that. Impact screwdriver, well. one of my favorite tools. Yeah, so so he ended up using your vessel, or uh, that did he keep using the big old one? Uh, I thought and I we saw. used that. We used the Impacta, and then we yeah. pulled out the, the the Charlie. Pay attention. We pulled out the Charlie. For one time, it is truly <laughs> appropriate to use the vice grips. Oh, you did. Oh, you guys couldn't get that out. Of I just use a hacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you have a yeah. round head screw that sits uh, on top of something that's not recessed, mm-hmm. it's the perfect opportunity to use the, the vice grips just to get it to pop loose. That's it. Right. It's all, they're all and actually, you know, to it, it, it's kinder to use the vice grips than it is just to keep whacking it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's certainly less stressful on the other You got to grab it area. for uh if, if the whacking it doesn't work, you got to grab it. Um I have, I, I, want, <laughs> I I got a question, Bagel. Yes. You did something today. What would you do? I did a little thing. I got my Cannonball GTS running. Yeah. Wait, what's what's the what's the number? Fucking you open that truck and I saw like the gas tank in there. I'm like, "Oh, this motherfucker's serious." Oh yeah. What, what's the numbers now? Uh 2 to 10. Oh, that's one. Improving. That's improving. improving. That's a lot better. To, he just I doubled his running say, bike I, ratio. Yeah, I was surprised at the vibration I could feel from this scooter oh yeah I'm like what <laughs> what <laughs> okay so what's the story with this fucking thing man so okay so what happened was on the last cannonball that i did in 2014 uh it ate a valve and uh-huh. just oh. shoot up the whole this has been down that long huh yeah it's been wow. sitting a while i've been meaning to get to it and finally finally i'm starting to work on it and what i've done is i had a spare gts engine that i swapped into that bike and I've been scrounging my around my garage to find all the parts that got stashed in different places. Yeah, well, uh, I've seen but, your garage; it's yeah. very well organized. So uh, I'm sure. Well, well, it is organized. I'll say, it's organized chaos, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's way too much stuff. In it's, I got like twelve scooters in a one car garage. Put it that way. Uh, plus a lift and tire machine and toolbox and yeah. workbench and two racks of parts. Stripper pole. Uh, uh, no, that's in, that's uh, that's <laughs> yet to that's come. in the bedroom. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's no room for that in the bedroom. <laughs> that have to go in the living room. But anyway, um, so yeah, I got this new engine in uh, and uh, got it. Finally, got everything back together today. Got the battery in, got the coolant in, and it starts up and runs. And uh, now I just need to get it off a non-op and uh, be able to actually ride it on the road. And Coolings. you're going to use it this year, aren't you? Yes, I am going to be taking it on the Cannonball again. So is it an all-new top end, or what did you do? Uh, well, this is just an engine swap. I just ah, have my spare okay. engine. So the next step is to, to take the top end off of the, the dead engine, put another top end on that I, that I picked up, and get it all back together and put the original engine back in that bike. Then I'll take the spare engine. That goes into my 300 GTS to get that going. So is it more important to have an auxiliary case, uh, auxiliary tank in the top case or is it better to have another top end in the top case <laughs> normally you're, you're you're more likely to use the auxiliary tank okay i actually i don't agree with you bagel because if you <laughs> it, uh, going by my record <laughs> going on your track record i seem to remember that last year you were riding up to Portland and you fried a top to, end? To Seattle, yeah, that's my 300. Yeah. Right, well, that's... It, well, no, it's because it, it was a different bike. It doesn't mean it's an excuse, darling. <laughs> well, no, the, here's the thing. I, I screwed up, I believe, the same way both times and didn't realize it in adjusting the valves. And I think I adjusted the, the valves incorrectly, and that's why it ate one of the exhaust valves mm -hmm. on Were both they, bikes. Wasn't one of the bikes overboard or something? Uh, no, the, the 300 has a uh, an aftermarket uh, cylinder head that's a, a bigger has, a, has bigger valves, uh, and it had some work done to the piston, so uh, so it's going to be a little bit different, more difficult to rebuild that one because I've got to talk to a friend and see if he can recut the piston, for, the new piston for me, the same way he did the other one. Uh, but it's uh, th this, this is basically the plan: is to rebuild both these engines. But I'm using the the spare engine that I have in the meantime to get one or the other bike running. How long did it take you to remove and install the new engine? Uh, this has been, I guess, the third day I've worked on it at the garage. Okay. So I uh, probably could have done it in two days if, uh, if I'd had everything together and yeah, taking all the time, time that I had. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I had other stuff going on and you know, I was yeah. trying to do it when And I Bagel's could. very helpful. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, so he, he <laughs> so takes pauses and who's, helps other people. Who's the cat with the Jixer, Pete? Yeah, Peter. Yeah, he had that was a uh, cool bike. Yeah, he it was a GSXR six hundred, like one of the later models. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he had to flip his license plate to where it's not squid status. Oh, uh, maybe <laughs> yeah. I know he changed out his levers. Yeah, he I mean, was anybody there for that? He was saying that uh, he got he got pegged for having his <laughs> his license plate facing the ground as opposed to facing out. Uh, <laughs> it was also like tucked in the wheel well too. So yeah, 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 classic uh, Florida style. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to mention, so, because um, some of you missed it, you weren't here earlier, so my friend Charles uh, Statman came over this this morning. Oh, he did? Mm -hmm. Oh, is that a Superhawk? It is a 305 Superhawk. Yeah! I saw him mm, when I was going to Felton. I, he, I, I'm like, look at that. I saw, I saw Charles. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. Fantastic. Sounds cool. Really this cool bike is so cool. Let me tell you some things that were really cool. Well, first of all... What year is it? Um, it's a 68. They wow. made it from 62 to 68. Nice. And this bike belonged to a friend of his who died and mm. left this bike to him. Oh, wow. And it's beautiful, mint condition. Mm -hmm. And on the back of the bike, on the back of the license plate, there's a little tube that attaches to the license plate that's usually used for the registration. Mm -hmm. It has his ashes in it. Oh, wow. wow. He's riding wow. with it, yeah. He is riding with it. Wow. And cool. for those who aren't familiar with these 305, Superhawks. It's got some really cool um, features. First of all, where the um, foot levers attach, there's three, and this is stock, there's three different adjustment positions that you can bolt. So the the 
shifter or the, the foot brake with the the peg are all one unit and you can bolt them to any of these three spots plus it's it's in a cog style so you can tilt them to whatever angle you yeah. want in those three spots it's just double rear sets essentially it basically and the other really really fascinating thing so on the on the headlight it has the speedo tack and it's a instead of having two separate it is one oval best way i can explain it yeah that's and that's nice looking the speedo is on the left and the tack is on the right what's interesting is the tack runs counterclockwise and the speedo runs clockwise cool. mm-hmm. both from the so bottom the needles the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they go, that's and cool. the um, odometer reading is horizontal oh wow that's yeah, a cool looking gauge. Rather than vertical. It's neat. It's an amazing bike. And I've often used the Super Hawk as an example. People say, well, you know, whatever happened to the British bike industry? They say, well, out. go back to 1962 wow. and yeah. see some of the stuff that was being offered then. Mm. The lightweight stuff. Yeah. I mean, an Aerial Arrow is a nice bike, as is a Francis Barnett, but it ain't nothing like a Super Hawk. Mm. Yeah, the uh, engine was a stress member, too. I think it's one of the first yeah. times they've done that. Absolutely wonderful. So, yeah, that's really cool. Beautifully made. That Charles brought that by. And I also love, though, that his friend who owned it wow. is still, still that's with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, uh, Micah, you did some shit today. We had a great I day. Did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a situation. Um, wow. So, I have, have, have been, or Charlie has been helping me bring my bike basically back to what it should be. Mm, um, and better. And better. Um, and so what we did today was just redoing my brake calipers or my front brake caliper. So we just took that off and cleaned it. And um, we were going to change the. Uh, uh, we were going to. So we rebuilt the front brake caliper. So yeah. we took everything apart. We used emery cloth. We used, we cleaned everything. We um, took the the calipers out and we cleaned the fuck out of them got all the dust and corrosion or whatever oh it was super gross in there there there's sludge in there and stuff and we were gonna use seals that we bought off of bike bandit or some website but yeah and i got the wrong seals um from bike bandit which sucks so i'm gonna throw fit and have them send me good ones or whatever yeah so like when you ordered those seals you just went and bought gsx whatever five gs 500 seals is that what they said yeah it was was like a kit whatever for the seals Mm -hmm. and so i just like add to cart and then they sent me the wrong one so Yeah. yeah whatever it's fine um I mean, it totally works how we did it, and the, my brakes are a million times better. I'm very, very happy. I immediately, after well, I take, took a little ride, okay. I was like, oh, my God, I clarifying, can brake now. Clarifying, cool. you did not install the seal kit. No. No, magically, the 20-year-old yes. rubber seals were still good. Yes. You know? hmm. So cool. that, that was exciting. Yeah, no, my, my concern was, like, like I've, I've done this before, and I've ordered a kit, and it, just, like, it was just like a generic kit and didn't fit my bike for whatever it was, and that's why I tend to go to OEM for stuff like that, mm-hmm. unless you know for sure that this thing will fit on your shit. Yeah. Which, so. what is your shit, Micah? Just so that the listeners Oh, it's hear. a GS500E. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I did an oil change and oil filter change and stuff like that today, too. Yeah. How did it go today? Because are you getting, like, are you enjoying it more and more, wrenching so, on your bike? So, when, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was, or last week, actually, um, I did a one of the carbs I worked on that and I uh, 
did the got a new pet cock and put that in and a new air filter and put that in so i was doing a lot of wrenching on the rest of the bike and that i was actually really enjoying i had a good time doing that but today um the oil change i was totally fine but the brakes charlie did most of that for me because i was just throwing a fit and was like i hate this this sucks and all that. i don't yeah. like brakes and i've worked on my brakes a little bit before and i hated that equally as much so i'm just not a brakes person apparently <laughs> you, you did some of it i did some of it um but it was a lot of charlie helping me and like just telling me exactly do that little tiny thing and, and, then and i i had done. i'd never done it before too so it was a good learning experience <laughs> so is wrenching fun micah um, depending on what I'm working on, yes. <laughs> depending on the outcome, yes. It's Micah's bike rides really good now. I mean, I did. I was really impressed last week when I um, was able to just like take off the old petcock and put the new one on, and I didn't have to ask for any help, and I did it by myself. Like it was pretty quick too, and then it was just done. And I was like, oh my god, I just did that. That was me. Like I didn't think that I would be able to do that um, now or anytime soon. So it was cool to have that. And then I was really like, yes, I understand how that works. That's uh, awesome. And you were helping that guy out this morning too. Yeah, when he came in and was talking about his uh, carb thing, I was like, oh, I did that last week. I can <laughs> kind of help you with that. And then I didn't help him at all with it. So Yeah, one, one of the things is like, uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you get the knowledge of how to do this stuff and then like you realize your bike might be in not a great shape, but like you have to actually do it and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I have to do it. Like fuck, the, the gotta, labor and the, you got to find the motivation, you know? Yeah. Fuck, I have to fix a 20-year-old yeah. bike. Yeah. Well, you know, it, well, and it's, it's, it's different too, especially like if you have another bike in your garage, you could just go, eh. Yeah. I did another day. one of the two carb things um, last week because I didn't realize I had to get two kits for it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do the other one. I was hoping to do it this weekend, but the kit didn't come in time, so I'm going to do it next weekend. Mm. So that is going to be me getting back into wrenching, but that'll be the third time I'm taking my carbs out, so I I'm getting significantly better every time I'm doing it. You have it out in like 10 yeah. minutes. One practice and makes perfect. It's something about the older bikes, too. I was taking the Ascot apart, just like something simple, oh, new, new tires, and while I'm doing the tires, we'll do new brake pads and that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, this is pretty easy. But then you get into the 30-year-old bikes, and you realize that, that nothing's easy. And Emma knows more about this than anybody, but every bolt is sticky. Every hanger yeah. pin is just fucking stuck. And you think what normally is going to take a half an hour, 45 minutes. I was like four and five hours getting these things apart and back together and apart and back together. Right. So, so I mean, the old bikes are cool like that. But when you hear about people buying, oh, my first bike's going to be a 70 or an 80 something or other. It's like, all right, just understand what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I've started using anti-seize. Good, good call. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. That's that's a good way. Uh, Bex, you had some on your bike, right? What did you do? What's uh, going yeah. on? So I was leaking a little bit of oil, like Tram does. What, what bike? A little, little bit leak come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. A little bit. Little bit oil come out. Yeah. So what bike? Don't ever um, say this words. one is the Tram Sprint 955i. Mm -hmm. And she's pretty new. Um, I've done uh, quite a bit to make sure that she's safer to ride, um, including uh, with Emma redoing the bearings, the steering wheel bearings, uh, rebuilding the master cylinder, getting a new tire. Today, what we did was, or yeah, basically opened up the, the clutch case. Uh, replace the gasket, which was the biggest bitch um, of the whole thing, in order to swap yeah. out an old leaky clutch 
actuator seal which that seal was what the the culprit for the leak and it wasn't much of a leak but it's enough that it smells and it's a little dangerous so yeah and i got i got a question because you were monitoring her right yes so she was using the old razor blade technique to remove i used a few techniques is that is that safe? Yeah, that's legit. Okay. But I, as long I got as you, manspected a few times. As long as, <laughs> as long as you use it correctly. I yeah. mean, if you're kind of going at an angle and gouging the casing, <laughs> yeah. it's not correct. So the, the only if you if you're using a razor blade on a casing, mm-hmm. you should be virtually in line Vertical. with the surface you're scraping. Yeah. So that you're just taking the gasket off and then turn it so it's exactly Almost at 90 degrees perpendicular. exactly perpendicular to the casing mm-hmm. and just scrape the yeah, remainder yeah. off so you don't gouge it yeah. yeah i use razor blades at work all the time slow and with finesse it's far better to do feel. that than to go at it with an abrasive disc which will distort the casing yeah and and make sure you use a brand new clean ungouged razor blade oh <laughs> i'm trying to use an old jagged one you'll just yeah. shoot you everything um, up it's worse than screaming a bong for resin so so <laughs> i i guess for <laughs> listeners who maybe want to know what i did um i took off the gasket with my fingers mostly at the start and then i utilized a scraper like a real thin scraper. Yeah, I like using a paint scraper. Yeah, mm. a, a paint scraper, um, just gently and took my time. I was patient. Um, used the razor, then went back with the the scraper again. Um, cleaned it up with a Dremel wheel. Uh, it was kind of like a mesh, almost like the green part of a sponge. It's, it's a three M Scotch Bright. It's a three M like yeah. Scotch Bright yeah. pad, but cool. very gentle. Yeah, and very gently, just you, yeah. You, you know what I appreciate? And it looked great about what Bex was doing is she took her time. You were, mm. you were working on that thing for a while, and it's one of those things I think it's really easy to hurry, like, oh, this mm-hmm. will be easy, this will be no problem. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're gouging shit and blah, blah, and blah. And then you're leaking forever. But, yeah, right. but I, Which I was impressed. Which is the opposite of what I was Bex trying to do. was super patient. It, it drives lies and nuts that you come and you like do all this heavy-duty work at like 4 o'clock. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I started, I think, at 2.30 or 3. Really? But you know, so not ideal. 15 minutes from the podcast, Bex is still buttoning it up. Frank's still buttoning up the 535, but I know they were both close, but yeah, yeah. he was cutting right. it but, a little but far. But the thing I'm trying to avoid, um, Bex, is you're always finishing in the dark. Yeah, it's a pain in the dick, dude. Yeah. And yeah. that is when things go wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, the other cool trick, Emma, that you used was that when you guys were replacing the seal using the old seal as a driver. Yes, perfect size. Oh, that's a very good point. Yes, so I'm ever, glad that Jim mentioned that. Yeah, I've never seen that, but I thought that was cool. Yeah, when you're doing fork seals. It's like bearings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Using yeah. bearing. Um, you got to be careful with bearings because when you're driving in a bearing, the best way to fit a bearing is to press it in, but not everyone's got to press, so you drive it in. Um, but with you, seals, you, you don't drive one. a bearing in from the center, you drive it in from the outside because mm. if you drive it in from the center, you're going to wreck the bearing. So, yeah, I just put it between my legs and squeeze. Good <laughs> lord, <laughs> good lord, no, I bet not, that works well. Not do not, visual, do not underestimate the power of Liza's thighs. Don't I've seen a pick up a motorcycle and walk Thank you, Suzanne Summers. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I need to gather my bearings again. But, um, but yeah, I took that bike out f- 
for a test ride while Bex was uh, cleaning up her tools and that. That that bike makes good power. Nice. It's so, good. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to go on. Oh, sorry, I'm going to segue to just rides here real quick. Charlie, you did a track day? Me and Mike, me and Mike oh, it, oh. rode Little 99. It was a lot of fun. No one crashed except Jason twice. Nice. <laughs> I, I like Charlie's stories. I just want to yeah. say. Yeah. And what, what, to the point. What was Jason riding? He was riding XR100 that he races at Little 99 and other small tracks. I rode it. It's a pretty fun bike. Was it busy? It was fairly busy, yeah. but I mean, it's open track and yeah. There know. was 22 bikes there. Oh, uh, shit. At the highest point. Yeah, um, damn. And yeah. there was a couple carts there, but the carts took off um, pretty early into the afternoon, yeah. so we got a lot of riding time. That was really, really fun. Um, yeah, it, it was a really good day, and we're members now, so yeah. we'll be going a lot more great. often. Oh, sweet. Charlie uh, sent me a picture, a picture of a picture of the key. I was like, oh, he got, <laughs> you got. Keys to the kingdom. There's probably yep. a thousand keys out there. Yeah, I, he changes it. Every yeah, he changes year, it every year. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you know what that means, Liza? I can make a master key. Well, yeah. Okay. That, no, you that means we got a track. <laughs> if it's cool with Charlie, we got our own private little track we'd fuck off on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I think Cheerio that's cool. Racing. And I wonder if there's other, because uh, this is a go-kart track. It is. And so they have classes there. Like we took Kanakaya's uh, Superbike. Uh, cornering. Yeah, cornering class. Um but then th- there's also this membership where you can go in so when there isn't stuff scheduled you guys can we can go anytime we have a key to the gate so we can just show up there and then ride as long as there's nothing else happening i think that's it, great and i'm wondering if there's there's got to be more go-kart tracks oh, are, across yeah. the u.s i wonder if more people are doing this um especially you know a lot of people have supermotos yeah. or like the small supermotos that you can thing. get a oh, membership yeah. at sonoma's kart track for 600 Ooh. Mm. <sighs> Uh, so, oh, for the year, yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah. This is half the price. This is pretty cool. It's something that wasn't really on my radar before. That doing little your own little mini yeah. track days. And you get to go to Stockton. Is pretty cool. It's so much yeah. cheaper than a big track. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's cool. They don't have a bike limit, so I'm planning to bring um, like a size limit for the bike. So mm. I'm planning to bring my bike and just fuck hang yeah, out dude. On that cool. For a while. I mean, there are people no. out there at Ninja 300 and stuff too. Yeah, I mean. though, I, who's going to be surprised if Charlie and Micah buy Groms now? Okay, so <laughs> the first time we went, <laughs> I, I was riding a Grom. Micah, your around. face lit up yeah. like. Yeah, I immediately went on Craigslist and was looking at it, but I make like two thousand dollars a year. Year, yep. so that's a year's year this plus is, this is a reason to buy a well, no so i'm thinking about getting like an xr 100 or something okay which i would probably ride yeah all right I cool mean, i rode jason's bike and that thing has no front brake why don't you take your dirt bike and just put some you know street wheels on that thing well the same it, thing yeah it's well it's still 250 it's still a big full-size dirt bike. because then he can't buy another new motorcycle <laughs> yeah. well, because because with the with the small bike I can practice going knee out. Where with the big bike it's more like foot out. It's yeah. Where mm-hmm. if I'm riding the small bike I want to use it to practice for a big bike. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I, Jim. I, huh? I was gonna oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jim. No. You want, you want, I know this is your show. I know this is your show. I know. Go I, ahead. Do you want to say something? No, no. Go ahead. You know, sure, are you sure about that? Okay. okay. <laughs> no. Um, the sword say, fight. The sword <laughs> fight is going on. I, I, I was gonna say I did a little ride today. You did. I did. Yeah, and Jim and Kat were following. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so this is cool. We had a guest at the garage today. Mm. Um, we had a, a guy named Ryan who is with KQED, which is a local It's a radio station. It's, it's public TV, and, public and, radio. And, it's uh, basically the local media And TV. It's, it's called KQED. Yeah. And um, he's doing, this is for their podcast called Bay Curious. 
mm-hmm. and he was answering a question about uh, lane splitting, and I think it was a, a non-rider sending a question about lane splitting. So he came down, spent the day with us, and was interviewing uh, people about you know basically why we lane split, how we lane split, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And then I, I said, well, you know, you're 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 gonna. It's time. You need to see what it's like because he's never been on a bike in his life. Wow! So I uh, grabbed some gear, stuck him on, and well, this is after like a round of interviews with the yeah, yeah. He was here for a while doing interviewing. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. You know, when you get there's two different types of first time passengers. There's those that aren't paying attention, aren't taking it serious, and aren't doing a thing you're saying, or just like, <laughs> and then there's the ones who pay attention to everything you say. And they're kind of scared shitless. And they're, you know they're kind of scared. And he got on, <laughs> and I said, you know, you can put your hands on my shoulders, on my hips, or you can grab the grab bars. And it's advised to squeeze with your, your legs to keep from sliding around. He had a death grip (laughs) when you guys took off you could see his knuckles were like through the gloves (laughs) he he had no gloves he had no gloves um so yeah he was you could tell he was very tense and rigid and all we wanted to do is just go up to the highway where we could do a little bit of filtering or lane splitting and um you know, I had told him, I said, you know, one of the reasons that we ride is because it's like flying. And I think he was, he was experiencing that. We uh, started to, um, we wanted to filter through at the stoplight, but the light was green. All the cars were going through. So I'm like, well, I'll just lane split here. So I start lane splitting, but I could, I knew, I knew there was a car up ahead. This is when our lot of cars are merging. So I knew I was getting myself into a clusterfuck. Uh But I wanted him to kind of experience what it's like to be in the middle of a lot of cars. Yeah, I was watching this and I was like, oh God, he is, he is puckering now. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm splitting through and, but there was a car that wanted to merge and they they had their turn signal on. It was so sketchy. Me and Kat, you know, we were your wingman and it was was such a sketchy merge that we ended up like two cars behind you. Yeah, but it was like a lane merging into a lane and then the, some of those people wanting to merge so it's a little yeah. cluster it was a good example so i just i just dove right into the middle of it with him and of course i had a car start to cut me off but i was prepared and i was i saw yeah. you punch the mirror right off it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but i kind of i braked hard to um dodge them and then to let them go in and then went around the back of their bumper and continued on and um i think it gave him a feel for what it's like being in the middle of traffic, right? Like literally in the oh, middle of Yeah, considering he had never been on a motorcycle. And, you know, it's where Highway 1 goes from that three lanes down to two as you get on Highway 1 South. Mm-hmm. And it was, he, I guarantee, yeah, he, he got an eye-opening experience. And, oh, that's, um, a, that's a great place. So then we went up and got off the freeway, turned around and came back and did that intersection again. And... Um, and I could tell he was like into it. I'm like, do you do you want to do a little bit more? You want to do some twisties? He's like, okay. And meanwhile, he's recording. He's got a mic in his helmet, so he's talking. Oh, did he? Oh, cool. so he, like, he's recording what is happening. So, oh, God. So oh God! Oh shit! Oh shit! So we just uh, went up nine real quick, and mm-hmm. I told him, I said, if you want to feel what it's like to fly, I said, just put your arms out. And and uh, Jim, you yeah. were behind us. Yeah, what did so it look we were like? behind you. We're heading up into the twisties, and, and me and Kat are riding, and uh, she's on the back. And all of a sudden, I see his hands come off the the grab bars for the first time, <laughs> and he kind of goes up like making a little flying motion. <laughs> and I was like, one of us. He's hooked now. <laughs> 
but it was a nice ride. We we took it. It was a real calm pace. I thought it was a good a good first experience yeah. for him. You oh, did yeah. the cool person thing. You didn't be a shithead. Oh no, she scared make... the fuck out of him right off the well, gate. Well, <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> purposely scare him. You did you, you know? That's you don't want that. Oh, well, you know, not too much anyway. He was yeah. scared coming out of the driveway. <laughs> well, before, well, that's normal. Before it, Emma was giving him like you know this advice, like you'll be fine. It'll be very nervous because the cars are close, but you'll be fine and it's safe. And I just looked at him. I'm like, bro, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe. It is not safe. Good luck. I thought Liza was really delicate with him, actually. <laughs> and then this is how we communicate. <laughs> Yeah, well, because I can tell he's one of those people who takes instructions well. So um, we had a good time with Ryan, and I hope he comes back. I, I said, think look, he will. Yeah, if you would nice like to learn how to ride, come on back, and we mm-hmm. will you know, take you down to the parking lot and teach you. And, and I also, I had him sit on Bagel Scooter. I'm like, you don't have to hop on a bike. You know, there's scooters right. that are cool, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he came back, he was all smiles and genuine mm-hmm. smiles as well. Cool. You, can, mm-hmm. you can tell if people are just, God, this is scary, but I'm smiling. He was <laughs> genuinely thrilled by it. I think he really enjoyed it. So He was really cool. I know? hope that he comes back. Yeah, I think he will. I'd oh, be yes. surprised. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. If he doesn't I come would back. Too. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't wait to hear the uh, what he has yeah. to say on the. On the <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be when yeah. he's on the back of your bike. Like, oh shit! 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 <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna die! <laughs> well, and and I, I, you know, for somebody who's kind of like uh, white knuckle and freaked out, and I'm wearing my evil Knievel jacket, and I got my <laughs> flip face helmet up, and I keep turning around talking to him, <laughs> you know, with, with just one hand on the bar, and yeah. I realize, oh, yeah, that could be scary to people. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to hear what happens with that um, segment because he, we were like talking to him for like. 45 minutes for an hour to an hour just like talking into his uh, microphone and then okay. he was like yeah it's an eight minute segment yeah okay so speaking yeah. of okay, segment so where is the segment yeah How? it's gonna be on bay curious it's a kqed podcast okay so what i'm curious what were the questions he was asking like what, what, what were you guys he talking wanted, about he wanted to know the whole deal with you'll have to splitting. listen to the show and we, well, we talked about why because we overheat the bikes overheat and are you giving uh, the we, technical we, reasons we talked about how sometimes people have road rage but we also talked about how, how many people pull over mm-hmm. out of the way and yeah. let us mm-hmm. go and they're aware that we're there yeah that's cool um, we, we talked about all the pros and the cons and yeah. we also got to talk a little bit about just how cool riding is in general right. which felt good yeah. because mm-hmm. it, it kind of metamorphosed from why do you lane split to why do you ride motorcycles right. why do you as semi-intelligent obviously mature <laughs> people why do you ride motorcycles and you know that's kind of almost a tough question to answer it's cool it's, it's mm. <laughs> yeah we ride motorcycles because we like them mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you know that was cool you know I mean, I hope, uh, I hope uh, that, it, it, from what I understand is this is going to go out past California mm-hmm. because these questions are coming in from out of state. And I think one of the questions that Liza asked me was, why is not, why isn't this not uh, uh, readily available in other states? And, and my, my guess is just yeah, it's that, commerce. Yeah, that's my question. Not, not why do people lane split, it's yeah. why don't they lane split everywhere? Right, exactly. And yeah, I don't know what the answer is to that. My guess is it's economics. California is what the sixth largest some producer or something economy in the world, and why why wouldn't you have that? You know, like 
all the good stuff starts in California. Yeah, it makes sense to have it. But. Well, I, th- I, think it, I think it just comes down to numbers. I mean, sure. California is definitely one of the most populous states. Yeah. So, therefore, by default, there are a lot of bikers here, yeah. which means that perhaps we carry a little more clout just in terms of numbers. But sure. all it's going to take for it to become legal in other states is, is for some legislator well, to pick up the course and just say okay well let's let's make this fly well, I was gonna say, yeah you had people like surge that were lobbying state right li- i mean you need people in your state capital lobbying actively for this shit to happen it's no different than any other law if you want something to change you got to lobby the people that make the laws to get that change so to if, happen. if we've got listeners say in um utah nevada mm-hmm how are they going to get the ball rolling? I guess go through AMA? AMA is a good place to yeah, start. Yeah, I'd say it's as good a place as any to start. Find your local AMA rep. Talk yeah, to them right. about it. Say, hey, man, I want a lane split. Yeah. Legally. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of the other states aren't as congested as well. So it's not as much of a priority. Compared. Well, you, you know, there is a link between the con- the whole congestion thing and lane splitting. And I was talking to Ryan about what we did, you know, filtering back home in England. Yeah. And it's been a way of life forever back there because it's so congested. I mean, Birmingham, God, a place. It needs to take a laxative during rush hour. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing was moving. London like was Silicon worse. Valley. Um, exactly. I mean, Birmingham, Manchester, it, but, yeah. you pick any town at rush hour and things just ain't moving. If you're not lane splitting... You ain't going anywhere. But it's like that in a lot of places here. I mean, you go to Atlanta, Chicago, pick your major cities. And so hopefully it continues and more people are able to lane split. So that would be cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, Jim, did you have a, a ride that you wanted to share? I, Actually, you have a schedule and a list of stuff you wanted to do. Oh, there, we can, well, we can do you a couple things. Yeah, we'll do that later. I'll just mention the ride we did. We talk a lot yeah. about uh, all the cool roads we have around here. And I was going down to Monterey yesterday. To visit a, uh, another misfit, Sago Lane, who uh, has, has come around recently, and we love Sago Lane. And we actually, she was the one that got hurt dirt biking, so she hasn't been a, doing a lot of riding, but she's getting back into it. So I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll bounce down, see Sago Lane, and we'll go for a ride. So on the way down, um, uh, I'm thinking, oh, maybe we'll go Carmel Valley, or maybe go down, have Big Sur, have lunch in the Pente, and you know, because there's so many good roads. And uh, it was a beautiful weekend out, and I, I come to realize, you know how nice, when it's a really nice weekend, when you pass so many Harleys, you forget how many of them there were. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. there were tons of Harleys out. But um, anyway, I got down to Pacific Grove, which is down uh, in Monterey, a beautiful little town, and I saw Sega Lane, and we had lunch, and then she's like, I have an idea for a ride. I'm like, okay, what? So all we did was ride like three miles down the coast to a, a Silomar, which is a uh, like a retreat or a hotel. So we rode like three or four miles down the coast, like 25 miles an hour, just taking in the weather and the scenery and all the people. And then we stopped, had a beer, shot pool for like half an hour, got on the bikes. Cool. Yeah, it was like a little ca- like a like a slow motion cafe racer thing. Okay. So I'm going to tell you briefly about Silliman. It's very, very interesting, although it's not motorcycle related. Are you familiar with Hearst Castle? Yes. Are you familiar with the architect of Hearst Castle? I am. And I know the Asilomar story. I learned right. it from Julia. Taylor. Julia, Julia Morgan. Morgan. Julia Morgan. Well, she designed Asilomar for William Radolph Hearst's mum. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, like a retreat. Anyway, beautiful. Yeah, it was a women's building, retreat. So, but uh, it was funny that just the fact that we, you know, I rode all the way down to Monterey and we were going to go on this big ride and we ended up riding 10 miles, having two beers and playing some pool and it was awesome. And um, when was this? Uh, yesterday. And did you call for Miss Emma to see if she'd like to join us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you didn't. You failed no, to. I I failed. Honestly, I'm crushed. Failed. What a I'm dick. Crushed. Failed. I hope, Emma, only, I hope Emma doesn't find out I was a monitor yesterday, say, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> only only redemption it. is you didn't hit Starbucks. Yeah. Well, although it did take Segalane to invite me to Tuesday night trivia whatever it is you guys play i so. just invited you well, what after segolin did <laughs> oh, God anyway that's it cool cool all right cool beans so we've uh, uh collected ourselves a bevy of uh emails have we mm. i've even gotten I some like that word written nice job knock notes too bevy well, oh, of beauties. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what were you crinkling over there as we were talking? Uh, yeah, I wanted to share. So, um, you know, we've been sending out the stickers. Mm. There's a little fire going on here. <laughs> it's getting and, hot in uh, here. <laughs> so we've been getting um, some cool things back. Remember I had said uh, to our friend in New Zealand, he said, I can't send a Saisy. Can How do I get the stickers? And I said, you know what? You send me some stickers, and I'll send you. Nice. And we got a whole bunch of different uh, New Zealand Aww. stickers. Oh, that's cool. For everyone to share, oh. which is cool. Pass them and shits out. Who are those from? I'll sport one of those. Uh, Liza, who, who are those from? British that is from Dave, trail. and he's got an actual written Thanks, Dave. letter. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Hey there, Misfits. Hey, Dave. U.S. stamps are hard to find here in New Zealand, so <laughs> I've included some cash money instead for for the stamps. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Make it rain. And he said, thanks for taking the time to read out emails. I was stoked to have mine read out on the Faith episode. Whatever happened to her? It's <laughs> uh, a long story, apparently. Wow. Ooh, that's a Better left sure. in... The ditch? Yeah. Oh. I says, I'm digging the adventure bike bias at the last few episodes. I've gone that way myself. I sold my Honda 500 and picked up a new-to-me Tiger 800 XC. Oh. I fell off twice on sand within a few minutes of off-roading. I'll get that out of the way. Um, oh, no. Okay, good. Went home, watched some YouTube. Now it's all good. The Moto Trek channel is a favorite. Mm. Dude, Motor I didn't track. think of that. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Uh, if you have enough stickers, could you please also include one for the wife? Uh, she has her own bike now. Woo-hoo. Keep on trucking and biking. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Thanks, Dave. man. Cheers, I didn't think YouTube video how to learn how to ride on sand. That's Dude, these are cool. legit stickers from New Zealand. They I'm going to take me a They couple. are legit They're stickers. They're super cute. Thank you, dude. Yeah, don't even think that, about hogging them. But and we had we had one <laughs> more I wanted to I share. share. Y'all. Um Oh yeah. Who this is from Jeanette. Hi Jeanette. Hey, Jeanette. She sent us a saising and with hey. a little handwritten note on with pink, pink paper. It says Thank you for the stickers. I will display them proudly. Keep it between the ditches, Jeanette. That's really and good she sent us um, um, a picture of herself on the back of a bike. Nice. And another. That's an actual picture, picture. of herself. Yeah. Real Chopper photos. style. Sitting on a bike. She's doing in, the biker chick thing. Um, her workout clothes. She's like, yes, we'll go with that. 
She's a professional. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll call it her workout clothes. Is that chopper shit? Is that officially chopper shit photography? I like it. That is some. Uh, I can't see. Kind of goes with the it's magazine. Really you had thank on you, your Jeanette. What an today. interesting flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is in Tejas. Cool, cool. Tejas nice. is where. Um, <laughs> should I just keep going on? <laughs> keep the pictures coming. Good lord. I'll just keep reading while y'all are looking <laughs> at yeah. the pictures Jeanette sent of us to hopefully put up in the garage. Mm. We will not share them on the Facebook page, though. <laughs> oh, I think you should. Nope. I'm going to make sure Noct doesn't put them in his maybe pocket. Maybe 50% of them. Though, somebody keep an eye. Make sure he doesn't stick no, it in I'm, his pocket. I know. I'm watching. <laughs> I think we're being catfished. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're being catfished. Wait, there's oh, a kitty no. in here. What, what do you think? Is that a catfish move? What? Oh, well, we have another cat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. All right. Are you sure this is an actual person, not like a person's old lady? No, so, she's a person. All right, I'm just kidding. All right, so I have an email. So we have a lot of emails to read, so we're just going to get any emails because there's a lot of good topics, a lot of good feedback here. Uh, this one is from Gary. I believe it's Leister. And uh, he says, hey, everyone, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now. And after over 20 years as a motorcycle courier and racking up over one and a half million kilometers. Whoa. Hey, wow. Uh, that's a million plus of our USA type miles. I'm pretty sure I've met every one of you in one form or another within the fleets I've ridden with. So welcome to my crew. He says. We, are, we are a part of his Thank crew. you. He said, the reason I've decided to email is the post on Facebook a short time ago discussing motorcycle safety, referring to the high-vis, uh, the headlight modulators and such. And this is something I posted the other day because um, we had a death recently in not too far from here. And it was another one of those situations, we presume, of somebody turning left mm-hmm. as a biker was coming down the road and that biker died um fortunately it was not one of our people but this happened so much and i i i started the dialogue i don't understand why every rider is not doing everything they can is not wearing high vis is not doing headlight modulators is not putting um reflectors and you know reflector tape on additional there additional lights right it I think so many of these accidents that our own people have had could have been avoided. Um, And so I just wanted to know why. Why isn't everyone doing anything? I mean, it's human nature. There's a lot of reasons why, basically. But um, uh, but he says, I'd like to point out that Kat has the answer to this question, and it is in the reasoning she gave after her crash and a well-organized statement she made later about gear and how it is her choice and her responsibility. Simply replace the word gear with safety. Yep, for me, safety with regard to yourself is your responsibility. Every time you get on a bike, it is you and only you that will bring you back to the ones you care for. So you can add all the lights, clothes, and color you want, but it is you in control. I disagree with that. If you recognize a sketchy situation, be prepared to slow down, stop, move left, move right, speed up, or ride on the fucking sidewalk if you need to. Do not ever expect anyone to do anything for you. Just take the loss. Don't stand your ground. Don't wave the road laws book. Simply give up your right of way, and maybe one day that asshat will move into the path of a fully loaded dump truck, but meantime, you get to go home. I, I disagree. I think it's all of those things. We have to accept 100% responsibility, and we need to be more visible to increase our odds. I think it's 
everything we do. And, and uh, also on hand with that is better maintenance on our bikes, mm-hmm. tire pressure, brakes, stuff like that. Sure. We should be doing everything we can. Um, Secondly, he would like to introduce us to another badass woman motorcyclist, his wife, Michelle. Okay, now here's where it gets really cool. I want to share. So this is cool. He says, when I first met her, she had just traded a two-stroke Kawasaki for a Yamaha TT500. Yup, kickstart only. This chick is cool. I like her. Mm -hmm. Since then, she's been a motorcycle courier, owned bikes ranging up to the original Eddie Lawson replica, and most recently, (laughs) oh my god, most recently a Triumph Tiger 1050. When I when he when he worked in a Kawasaki BMW dealership back in the day he says oh please dear Emma remind us of how bad the original BMW K series was oh god you know I love mine he said we had (laughs) had to transfer a Kawasaki 750 turbo yes he says he's that old to a country dealership and the dealer principal gave me strict instructions not to let my wife ride the bike <laughs> it's like she had a reputation or something. I also got Hilarious. a phone call one day. Hi, um, sorry, I've dropped your new bike. And he says, I don't care about the bike. You're eight months pregnant. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. We've toured New Zealand and Australia, had three That's one kids. Fast baby. Five grandchildren and 35 years Holy together. Moly. And in a few weeks, she is getting a total knee replacement following on from an accident nearly 40 years Aww. ago. So, yes, to me, she's a badass. Oh, she nice. is. I, cool. I would agree. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. He says, well, thanks for the guests, the stories, the community, and just being there. Keep up the awesome work. Much love to you all. Gary. Oh. Thanks, Gary. Gary, cool. give some love to Michelle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. Who's got another He's email got to read? Uh, I have a few. All right. Take one. So, good roads in New England. Sean says, hey, misfits. Uh, Sean from Brattleboro, Vermont, I believe. Yeah. Brattleboro. Uh, Brattleboro. Yeah. Brattleboro. Uh, been listening to the podcast for about two years now. Enjoyed what? every bit of it. Happily addicted to motorcycles with just one running and riding at the moment and six as projects. <laughs> one of which is a Rocon. Emma? Yeah. Rokon. Which yeah. could make for a very good dive into Emma's history hole. Rokon he Trail says history. Breaker. Yeah, yep. Trail Breakers. Dive into Emma's hole. History hole, that is. <laughs> also, let Zach know there are lots of fantastic motorcycle roads in Western Mass and Vermont. The Vermont Notch roads are worth the ride, and even 116 closer to the NoHo area. Um, anyways, looking forward to the writing season coming up, all three months of it. Maybe if I can swing it, a trip out to mid-Ohio. Dressing loud and keeping the rubber side down, Sean in Vermont. Thanks, Sean. Cool. Thanks, Sean. See you in Ohio. Just say yes. <laughs> right on. Shall I pass the baton or continue on? Charlie, what you got there? I've got a rather long email that I'm going to do my best. Do your best, Charlie. Yeah, just paraphrase all the good parts. Does ripping in half, does that count as my best? <laughs> paraphrase. Read half of it, literally. Okay, so... <laughs> just, just, like, leave cliffhanger. Um, all right, so basically, this dude started out riding dirt bikes in 1972. Who is this? Who is this dude? I'll, I'll get there. He doesn't start out okay. with his name. We'll uh, end with it. His name stage. is Rob Patosh. It says in hey, the Rob. beginning. Rob. Hey, Rob. Rob. Um, 
Norman Reed, Norman Reedus introduced him to the show, so we got another yeah. one of those guys. All right. Um, gotcha, bitch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and can I, I'm just going to throw out a little sneaker there. <laughs> I know for a fact that they are doing a season three. That nice. They're filming Whoa. it right now. Congratulations. <gasps> Lucky yes. humanity. Oh, wow. <laughs> So he started out in 1972 with a 1972 Z50 that his dad bought yeah. for him. Yeah. The monkey on. bike. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the monkey bike. <laughs> he then moved on to a 74 XR75 and then a 78 CR250. See, all he needed to do was stick some uh, nitrous. nitrous in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nitromethane, yeah. <laughs> nitromethane in that fucker. Moving along, he had a, a stop for college, work, life, kids, etc. Mm-hmm. Then in 2002, he got a 93 Husky um, WRX 360 it's from Trails. Oh, that's a good bike. Then in 2010, he added an 03 YZ250. 2012, he put the Husky on the road. My first road experience, and then sold the YZ. Um, since getting back to the track and trails was a lot harder than riding the WRX out of the driveway. Then to make matters worth, he sold the YZ for eighteen hundred bucks and purchased a twenty nine inch um, engineless mountain bike for two thousand dollars. How dumb was that? <laughs> dumb, <laughs> dirt, um, dirt, um, dirt. Healthy, but dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he had um, mechanical failures on the WRX in twenty sixteen, like the sw- um, swing arm broke, breaking off, and things like that. Wow. And he tried finding people Should to I fix do? it. Eventually, found someone to fix it. Um, uh, moving along. Yeah, so I mean, basically, he's he's been doing a bunch of stuff. Um, he eventually went and did a superbike school, or I mean, um, a supermoto school or whatever, and that got him really comfortable on the street. Um, he has a question. Yes. Um, what do you all think about replacing a BM? Rep- he has a BMW F650 CS, and he wants to replace it with a BMW C650 scooter. I want to extend my riding season in Boston. I only commute on back roads. The storage looks good. He's using a backpack right now. Um, Hoping it looks tame enough for my wife will occasionally join me. Um, I I think that scooter (laughs) is a really cool-looking scooter. Oh, yeah. And I think that the F650CS is not as cool of a looking bike. Yeah, get the scooter. Um, Yeah. Yeah, It's easier easier to ride. Perfect for in Boston. You got a lot of traffic. Quick maneuvering. um, Um, So that scooter would be good for that. considerations he added. I am a low-maintenance guy. The guy who takes things apart Mm -hmm. and requires on others to the parts back together is in... The BMW 650, low on maintenance, is it reliable? Um, he doesn't have a garage, so in season the bike will live under a cover. Is that okay? And yes. he rides about 1,500 miles a year. Yes. Want to get five years out of the scooter? Yes. And, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna, or 15,000? You're, you're going to be fine. Bagel, so I'm, do, you, do, you, do you let the people on the BMW scooters play with you guys? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, there I you go. You tolerate the BMWs. Yeah. What, what do you have to do? I mean, if you've got a bike when you're in New England and the temperatures get around zero and you're riding it, maybe like two or three weeks go by, you're not going to ride it. What do you do for Wait, storage? why wouldn't you ride it? Well, I'm just saying it's a fucking like, blizzard. It. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, not everyone's you like that. Some people have common sense. You know, if you, anything up to two months, you're really not going to have any problems. I mean, there's extra checks that you should make. The first thing is you should always keep your bike on a battery tender. Because Whoops. the temperature's down. Or, or bring the battery in. Or yeah. bring the battery in. Because we all know the battery, it's a, it's a chemical reaction, and mm-hmm. it changes with the temperatures. The colder it is, tra-la-la-la-la. If your bike's been standing for a couple of weeks, check the tire pressures before you go out. You do Put not... Put it on a center stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It always in, helps. 
but the fuel's not going to go bad. Now, when you're keeping your bike standing for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, especially with the swill that we get sold here masquerading as fuel in California, mm-hmm. now you're going to get some problems. You know, I've had a lot of bikes back on my bench recently that I went through the carbs three or four months ago, clean as a whistle, the guy didn't ride it, and I've got to go through the carbs again (laughs) now, doing exactly the same thing, because the fuel's gone bad, you know, it it goes bad so quickly, generally three, you know, two or three weeks you're not going to have a problem yeah, the the ethanol yeah. pulls moisture out of the air exactly it's, just, it's a mess no the ass. thing um a lot of people don't realize in places like boston yeah it snows it gets crappy but the weather you know comes and goes and i would always go out and, and start my bike and run it right you know it'll snow and then you brush it off and yeah. then a week later you start it running a little bit you can do that just keep it under a uh, cover Get a right. good cover. Right. Or, or even better, if you have room for like a little storage shed or something, that'd be even best because if you have it under the cover, it doesn't promote airflow and that can cause mm-hmm. moisture to build up and cause corrosion to, to start occurring on the There's bike. There's a lot of homes that don't even have a driveway. Right. Yeah. I'm saying if, if you can do it, but I don't understand if you can't. Yeah. Bring it right in the kitchen. That or in the bed. Like, <laughs> like me. <laughs> like you. <Yes. laughs> Like well, you. hey, I'm from Sweden, and and I'm I mean, our bikes they hibernate. Yeah, yeah. we just put mm-hmm. them in there, and you might have one that's working over winter time, and you drive on you drive it on snow, you drive it on ice, you know. You some people drive it with a, I mean, it's not that common. What do you What do you ride? In the winter time, I have my Honda Spacey, which is a Honda Elite here. Nice. Yeah, that's a sturdy. Or I I do my PX200, my cool. Vespa. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Two. Right. I got one Wait, here. Did, oh. Was that do- all done? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll get back to you if we got another one. I got one called uh, Harley Can't See Beyond Today by John Johnson. John Johnson. Yes. Oh, so, this is a good one. This is a good one. That's a long one, so I'll paraphrase uh, a couple paragraphs here. Read uh, every other word. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Misfits, Miss Podcast. We- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so th- this is an this is an answer. So Harley's made a couple announcements really recently. Yes. One yeah, that they're closing one of their factories mm-hmm. in yes. is it Kansas or something? Can- Kansas, mm-hmm. right? And the other that they're announcing that they're going to have an electric bike in the next eighteen months, I believe. The live wires. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, it might not be the live. Might not be a live no. and, and an electric not bike. Saying it's going to be so the live wire. They okay. made two announcements, and this is causing quite a stir in the motorcycle community, but especially Harley community. Right. So yeah. his response is Hey, all you misfits. I never uh, miss your podcast every week. You are doing great work. Been riding for 52 years and love you talking about old bikes and bringing back memories of some of the bikes I have owned or wished. I wish I owned. Uh, yesterday, he went to a local Harley dealer to schedule a test ride because uh, the factory was bringing in a batch of new bikes and he wanted to ride the new 500 and 750cc class bikes that they are promoting uh, to the younger riders. Uh, he wanted to see if they were any good. Uh, well, it turns out that they weren't going to have any of those bikes for test riding. Uh, he couldn't that believe it. That sounds weird. That is weird. Hmm. Um, he's thinking, how can Harley imagine it be so stupid, incompetent, and totally out of touch of not having them available? These are new smaller. Bu- are these new smaller bikes so bad, or are they afraid to have anyone even try them? What the hell? Um, why, you, hold on. Why do you think that would be? Emma, they don't have extras for test rides? <sighs> I think because every, dealer, every dealership had to take some of these bikes. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, it's... So maybe they don't want to let their one model for sale go for test rides. You, 
the thing is, it just sounds weird. Harley dealers are, are kind of in a rock and a hard place. So they've got a range of bikes that they know sell well. So let's say I'm we're a Harley dealer, which of course you know we're not. Um, but if you're a Harley dealer. It makes sense to fill your showroom full of the big twins that you know are going to sell. Yeah. Harley are going to say, well, you've got to take one of the 500s and the 750s. So, okay, I'll take one. Mm -hmm. Because you know it's a harder sell. Well, test ride time comes around. Well, you've got three or four 103s over there. You've got two or three Ultra Glides over there. Those are the ones that are going to go out on the test ride. And if you've only got one 750... Well, that's not going to go out on the test ride. That's the only logical explanation. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But the problem is that customer base is aging and it's aging fast. Yeah. And you've got to kind of you've got to think outside the box. As uncomfortable as it is, you've yeah. got to think outside it because in ten years' time, half your customer base ain't going to be riding motorbikes anymore simply mm. because they're going to be drooling down their shirt in some old person's home. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. really getting like that to a certain extent for all of us. Half, uh, I would pro I would say probably 40 or 50 of our regular customers down at Power Sports are in their 70s. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So to continue the email, this is, uh, this is just another, he says, he believes, this is just another reason that Harley is going downhill. Uh, so I was afraid after the last of the original guys that I bought, the company retired, and they brought in Johnson Controls accountants to run things. Things right. were in danger. Mm. So he feels like the uh, the they're, captain of the ship up there. They're not riders. Yeah. These are yeah. business people. Business yep. people, yeah. Anyways, um, a little history about himself. He said he's owned many bikes, did uh, touring, and did dirt touring, and uh, he spent eight years destroying a 47 uh, knucklehead. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Oh, knucks are great. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Until they, they send you over the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, they look like a, like a steampunk slash weird kind mm -hmm. of motorcycle, you know? Very hard to keep oil tight, I am told. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Currently own a 99 wide glide with over 216,000 miles. That's a good one. He's a good one. Yeah. Used for a daily commuting. Uh, he has a Suzuki DR650 for off-road adventures. Oh, that's a great bike. Yep. He said he'll be getting uh, rid of his uh, wide glide and replacing it with a Honda Africa Twin. Okay. Uh, that's this, a good bike. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Mm. Yep. Uh, this year... This year, as my retirement riding priorities have changed, Harley has lost... Okay, this is kind of the part that's kind of interesting. Harley has lost me, and I have probably bought my last Harley. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and he okay. says, thanks for listening to rant and keep up the good you work. Know, but you know? I want to say, there's a lot of talk that Harley is, is floundering, you know, closing the, right. um, the factory. But I want to remind people... Yeah, they may be closing the American factory, but they're producing over in India. They sell a shitload mm. of motorcycles. And it may be the foreign market. They may be doing well. I don't know what the numbers are there. We only talk about the American market. Mm -hmm. Also, the fact that they're talking about an electric bike coming out and they're pushing the time frame up yeah. tells us that they're they're looking to the future and they're probably going to lose a lot of the American market with that move. But they may be gaining a lot of the foreign market with it. Here. So it doesn't mean that they're down they're, and they're, they're going out. Just want to point that out. It just means they're changing. Yeah. See, my, my impression regarding the motor company is like they're kind of a barometer for motorcycling in the United States in terms of sales. So it, like if Harley takes a shit in their sales, it affects it generally seems to affect other is an indicator that the rest of the industry is taking a shit too. Well, hang on. So, I've got something as pertinent here. Has anybody heard the news about Roadrider? 
Yes. Yeah, they're closed. After yeah, they're freeze. doing really well. Ro- Road Rider is a local brick and mortar oh. motorcycle store. Oh, bummer. And oh, after they're 40 fantastic. years, yeah, and they're yeah. great. They stock no. a lot of shit. Yeah, they're closing next month. They're closing. Man. Yeah. Hey, but it's not a surprise because they never got, they went online. They never right. went online. Mm, yeah. And you have to have an online business mm-hmm. to survive now. And I think, you see, and this is the pertinent point. The motorcycle industry is not necessarily going to go away, but it's going to change in a direction that some of us are going to be very happy and comfortable with and some of us aren't. Yeah. But it's going to change. It has to change. And the product by the same token, sorry. Harley has to change. Harley's going to change. And when he says he's leaving Harley, I mean, good. That means that Harley's changing. That means that he's changing. He's going to an Africa twin. He's going to have great adventures ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just means two ships passing in the night. Right. That's it. Well, riding a motorcycle is like a marriage. And you start off and everything's wonderful mm-hmm. and you'd like spending time with one another. <laughs> but if, it's not, if it's not floating your boat anymore, it's time to move but on. But I, I just wanted to point out, because of all this news, a lot of people are assuming that they're not doing well. I, I'm looking at the news and going, oh, they're making good decisions well, you know, to secure their future. So well, yeah. we'll see. And you look, I mean, and there's a real hot market. If you look at some of the, the new trendy companies um, that have the big V-twins, there's a real hot, I won't say hipster, because I think these guys are legit and pretty badass. Right. But you look at like hipster the Hipster does not mean not badass. <laughs> anyway, maybe, <with> that <laughs> maybe. But like, we'll you look see. at these guys, Rusty Butcher, right? right? These are the guys that are getting the uh, the Harleys, kind of a little bit more mid controls, and they're doing stunts. They're jumping these things. So I think there's still a bunch of people that love those bikes, and they're doing cool stuff with them. So I agree with Liza, you know, to a certain extent that yeah, maybe the you know the 56 year old banker that's buying the 45 thousand dollar Harley, maybe that market's going away. But I think there's a lot of young people in their 20s and 30s that are doing badass shit with these Harleys. Like I follow Mike Corbin on Instagram, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you yeah. look at like Big Mike's company, BMC. Right. He does a lot of seats and fairings. Those are cool ass, you know, accessories for wicked Harleys. And a lot of them are club guys, but they're younger guys that are spending big dough on these right. bikes. So I think it's evolving. I don't think it's the death. I think it, yeah. it it evolves, and it's up to people like you know Robert Pandan give a shift mm-hmm. to to help foster these these young dudes that are doing cool shit. And, and see what happens. But anyway, there's a lot cool. of cool stuff going. Did you finish cool. the email, Knock? That is it. Awesome. Thanks. Right. Can, can I just say oh, yeah. rest yeah. in yeah. peace for them? Because that's a sad thing. It, it, oh, Road Rider. It, Road yeah. Rider. Yeah. It yeah, was lovely going into this, the shop and having coffee and chocolate and talking shop while you're getting your parts and checking out new gear. And it wasn't cycle gear. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I it love cycle gear, but then they got a great selection there. It's yeah, that's a little better stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Micah. Yeah. Um. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we have an email from Nolan, um, from Minneapolis, um, and how's so, the weather? Oh my god, Minneapolis. Uh, sorry, buddy. Nolan. Like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, so he says he's been riding for about four years now. He's now twenty-one. Um, and he learned to ride on his mom's Piaggio Fly 150 scooter. All right, um, cool. 
and has been hooked on two wheels ever since. Cool. Um, he bought a 1981 Kawasaki KZ440 after a year of riding the scooter. Cool. Nice. Um, and it had a lot of issues, but he but um, for $600 with a clean title, it was his first ride. And after rebuilding the carbs, it um, did well for him for a uh, for a while until it blew its rear main seal. Oh. Ooh, that'll so, um, yes. Yeah. So um, he's currently wrenching on a 1979 Yamaha XS750 that he got from the original that's, owner. That's nice. mine, 1979. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with only 7K miles on it. Oh, nice. Um, oh, shit, no way. Wow. Yeah, so he, it's running great, but he left it sitting too long, so now he has to tear it down the carbs again. Mm-hmm. But he still got the 150 to haul him around town and campus in the meantime. Um, so he's been listening before Norman Reedus, um, but has finally emailed a couple... Or, is finally emailing after the Wayne Rainey episode, which was oh, nice. unreal cool. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Hearing his push to bring back racing to young folks like himself and hearing about Give a Shift, the need for more active support of the, of the sport of motorcycling by young riders has inspired him to get into racing. Uh, I was going to say, I'm glad he recognizes that it was cool. I thought, we, we thought so too. And, and not did you ever get that stain out of your pants? Uh, let's mean to know and you to find out. <laughs> I like the person that commented, though, knock looked a little knock need. <laughs> you hate that, don't you? I, I, I could live with that. <laughs> um, he says that uh, he wants to get into racing and wants some advice from the misfits first. So um, he mm-hmm. thinks that the easiest way to get into some real competitive racing is to get involved in flat tracking and specifically yeah. uh, the new grassroots and hooligan classes. Yes. Um, with that yeah. in mind, he wanted to ask the misfits, and by that he means Miss Emma specifically, <laughs> what sort of <laughs> what sort of suspension is best in flat tracking racing and why. Um, part of why he's asking is he's decided his next bike will also be his intro to racing bike will be a Ducati Scrambler and he's not sure whether the flat track pro model or the desert sled model will be more suited to flat tracking out of the box I don't think either's going to be suitable out of the box because what if you're if you're doing flat tracking which is basically a mile oval and I will confess I've never done flat tracking because because but don't you want the rear end kind of rigid to help it well really like cut yeah loose? I mean the the rear end needs to break loose yeah. and you need to keep the front end on the ground. So my advice to... What's, it, what's his name, darling? Uh, Nolan. Nolan. My advice to you, Nolan, go out and see what these guys are running. Mm. Talk to them. What thing? One thing you will find, particularly in grassroots racing, people are so happy to talk to you and share information and say this is going to work for you this isn't going to work for you see what they're riding now if you're starting out i mean ducati scrambler is a good bike but i think probably you might want something a little more agile just Uh, to start out why not just like an actual dirt bike sort sort out yeah this is what i was going to ask what class are you running right you could run a 450 with 19s with uh flat track what about that excess he has yeah good lord that thing's a monster (laughs) he's talking about running hooligan yeah that's true but go to a couple of meets talk to the guys they will be so happy to share with you exactly what they're running if I can interject, Nolan, if you um, want to take a quick trip, Portland, one moto is uh, next weekend. Yeah. Well, so there's flat yeah. track. And, and, and I mean, like a 
250 or a 450 four stroke with uh, like flat track tires are going to break loose super easy well, you know, right you, you know sure. what's cool like like beck mentioned if, if you go and look at some of this stuff but what i thought was fascinating is go to some of this flat track flat track stuff and look at the vintage class right and you'll see such a cool array oh, of yeah. motorcycles that i think you can pick up fairly cheap is for like because that's what i'm flirting with the idea of picking up you know an older motorcycle you can convert to a flat tracker but i thought the vintage class was a cool one to check out right yeah it what's what sucks it kind of is like there's all kinds of stuff about road racing. There's tons of info about road racing and how you set up your bike, your geometry, your suspension, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But flat track is still one of those things that are still kind of niche and weird. Where you got to actually really look. And you, like Emma said, go and talk to the dudes because they're the ones that know. Yeah, yeah so the, the out of the box, I don't think is really like what I'm hearing from all you guys is is not going to happen. There is no out no. of the box answer yeah. because there's so many variables. Yeah. But what I can guarantee is if Nolan finds a local hooligan flat track meet, mm-hmm. all of those cats who are racing are going to be so yeah. happy Where's to he talk from? to him. Where is he from? Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Okay, well, oh. it'll be about May, but the other thing is you better have a really big set of balls because that shit is <laughs> well, hardcore, you know man. I'll be willing to bet some of those guys will have XR100s, TTR150s, or TTR125s all set up for tracking, too. Yeah, so. he's, he was talking about racing, and, and like we were talking with Wayne Rainey, and this is probably why he was into it, is all the great American road racers came out of flat track absolutely right so it's a great way to start racing yeah get a feel yeah, for King the bike Kenny. and the speed and the big balls king and all kenny that. on the mile uh, or you could oh just have God. great tits <laughs> you don't have to have big balls okay <laughs> great tits work for everything much more versatile not big great <laughs> um and he wanted to say uh just very quickly bef- at the end um his up the butt bike is a 1930 indian 101 scout yeah nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like so um Chris Wiggins from Creative Writing Podcast, you know, he races. Wiggins! And um, had a show, episode 107, Just As Worse. Uh, Chris was talking about uh, places to get parts for his bike. Mm. And one of the names that came up was Speed Merchant. Mm -hmm. So there are sites uh, or shops that are dedicated to getting the right parts for the bikes. Um, There were others, but um, if you go to, I think, if you go to Speed Merchant, that's a good start from there Mm -hmm. and see what they have there cool good luck let us know how you do all right now we do so uh who wants to do who wants to do right. an email bex her customers right. is soaked in something she, i have i she have dropped. two <laughs> how much time do i have here Go for it. Soaked in boobs. okay cool yeah lactation happening so western <laughs> 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 no sorry western mass uh titus says I have to say that the first time I listened to the podcast about a year ago, randomly picked an episode and was totally it totally turned out to be a bad representation. Without knowing the whole cast, some young millennial dude was whining about how hard his project was and how some chick was, and I think he was talking about demasculating him, uh, while some other guy could only curse, had no value, but Cleveland Moto saved the day. So he says he probably wouldn't have taken a second li- listen except for the Cleveland Moto's interjection and the glory of Miss Emma. She, mm-hmm. He appreciates the lovely Liza, the con- contributions <laughs> she has had on the motorcycle community, both locally and globally. Thanks for Thank the entertainment you. and the moto content, he says. And hey, by the way, Zach, shoot him an email. 
maybe they can or he can go for a ride when he's back in mass he has a bmw x challenge for dual sport adv travel and being a hooligan also has an indian chief vintage for commuting touring and the starbucks visit Good, good, good collection that is a good cool. collection. He's ticking all the boxes there. Nice. What's the next one you got? Cool, cool. Says, uh, Michael says, new wheels, motherfuckers. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I have to say, this is... Let me, can I read this one? Of course you can. This is, I, I do have this my is. abridged version. I know but. who this is. So this is our friend Clunin, and Clunin was one of the early recyclers. He was one of John Dalton's yeah. roommates. And you may, cool. want to, you may want and, to send the children into the other room. And this guy... <laughs> This guy, he's he's a character. He says, new wheels, motherfuckers. What up, motarded motherfuckers? Clooning here. Just wanted to check in with you guys and say sorry for not coming through this winter, like I said. But hey, family calls for me to stay up here for a little while longer. By that, I mean a fucking mean cold winter. Colder than a well digger's asshole. <laughs> wow. That must, yeah, be, wow. That must be cold. That's cold. He said, it was my birthday last week, though. And I'll tell you, I now have one fucking amazing present that I purchased for myself. Because Let's face it, I'm old now and no one cares about me and my moto needs. So fuck them, I'll buy it. Happy holy water slide to me. I got a 70s Honda CM400, totally mint. Forget this, 600 bucks. What the fuck? (laughs) Check the miles on the picture. It's got uh, under 5,000 miles on it. Wow. And he says, um, so he says, hey, it's Mike's birthday and I need real money. And and here we are. I'm going to do Bob the shit out of this. Yeah, that's fucking right. Mike will be <laughs> proud of how hard I'm going to cruise this bad boy or girl. Haven't quite decided. Thanks for the <laughs> podcast, everyone, especially Liza. You are the queen or king. I haven't quite decided. Uh, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> says, keep it up. You're saving me from this frozen demise with your sweet and sweet sultry voices oh so when i wrote this thing for the first time my hands toes nose arms and penis actually almost fell off uh, <laughs> love you guys later you fuckers oh and my up the butt bike right now would be a new triumph thruxton 1200r oh man i'd take it up the dump shoot for that thing any day <laughs> twice to be precise all right guys and gals later days love peace and engine grease all right uh, and that is from clooning wow thanks clooning that was awesome. Awesome. Don't Thanks, shoot. Clunin. <laughs> Thank you, Clunin. Clunin. Wow. <laughs> Colder than a well digger. <laughs> don't, don't shoot. Wow. Clunin can eat a dick. All right. That was... Uh, Twice. Twice. <laughs> so To be precise. That was... Uh, <laughs> special. <laughs> that was dump shoot. <laughs> All right. Moving, moving right along. Oh, my God. I have an email Start here. that cake for, farts. <laughs> I have an email here from Jesse Noblet. Hey, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Yes, sir. Jesse writes, I want to thank you for keeping me entertained at work a few hours each week. I've been listening for a little over a year now. I try to r- ride year-round, even with our weather. And he's in uh, Cleveland, that is, by the way. He says, don't, I don't want to hear how, how good it is there. <laughs> it's I, so fucking good here. I, I live in Cleveland with the other hooligans you know, and we'll be going to, the, to mid-Ohio this year. Looking forward to meeting you all. I have been riding for 20-plus years and hope to ride another 20. I started on a 1988 Route 66 for Virago, mm-hmm. and then to a 1972 CB350, mm-hmm. which I rode daily for three years or so. Mm-hmm. And I've had a slew of bikes in between. 1980 CB750, 71, mm-hmm. 72, 73 CB450s, <laughs> two, like 2008 Ninja 250, etc. I'm currently riding a 2016 CB500X, which I bought last oh, year. Oh, that's a 
yeah, good bike. Go. I love those and things. He mm-hmm. says, I love the bike. It mm-hmm. is of course the, you do. It's it, a good bike. It's the perfect size for me. And I'm so tired of people saying I should get I should have bought something bigger. Mm-hmm. I, I always love the saying, it's more fun to ride a slow bike fast than a fast bike slow. And <laughs> <laughs> he says, right. I taught my wife to ride a few years ago and she fell in love with it. Having your significant other to ride with is the greatest. I wanted to let you know that I had her learn on a 1987 C70 Passport, and once she was comfortable, she moved up to a 1972 CL100, then to her current bike, a 2010 Ninja 250, which she loves. Mm. I'm so happy with her with her I'm so happy her bike grew with her riding ability. We're also avid scooter riders and owners. Nice. Hey. Currently, I have a 1964 Allstate with a DR180 kit. Cool. That now, that was a Sears bike, right? Yeah, that yeah. was the Sears Vespa. It's super classic styling. And I got to say, at, at, at night, uh, <laughs> 1964 Allstate with a with a 180. This is a two-stroke 180 with eight-inch wheels. And that, oh my that, God. that bike has got to rip around. <laughs> oh my I, God. I sounds like that. a death trap. That would trap. be scary. Oh, that's the bike you want to take also, to the little 99. Yeah, also the yeah. front suspension has no shock absorber, just a spring. Just saying. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Bouncy. Yep. Uh, he also has a 1977 Bajaj Chetok with, with the Penasco 177 kit, which is his daily Bajaj. ride around town, which is a pretty good setup, I gotta say. And his, his wife's scooter is a 2005 Vespa PX150 Americano, one of 500 made. Nice. Yeah, that's a sweet bike. And he says, Bagel, we got your back, and you need to come to Band camp this year. It's the best scooter rally of the year. I hope Henry gets better soon and gets back on a bike. I, I had a woman pull out in front of me this past year and had to lay my bike down. Luckily at low speed, still hurt like hell. I tore my rotator cuff in my shoulder. Oh, and yes, Sorry. I was marrying, wearing my gear as always. People suck. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to a speedy recovery and look forward to more podcasts and meeting you all in Ohio. Cheers, Jesse Noblet. Thanks, Jesse. And I, uh, just to say, I, I would love to come to Bandcamp. I was considering it, but it's those are crazy just, motherfuckers out there. It's, no it's, kidding. It's just not in my my cards this but I will be at Mid Ohio, so yeah. I will see you there. So, what do you have there for us, Katrina? Okay, so I have somebody called Brian from uh, Colorado writing into us. Hey, Brian from Colorado. Hello, Brian. Um, he says that I've been listening to you guys since I s- uh, saw, uh, let's see here, Norman Reedus. I've gone back to listen to the older stuff, but I, and I've been really enjoying the podcast. You guys are great for the mu- motorcycle community, and the idea of a recycled garage is just great. I hope to visit sunny California. You're welcome. Come visit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so he says he's been uh, through a different kinds of bikes here. He says he had a uh, different kinds of Harleys uh, that he got his uh, 07 Electra Glide uh, after he got uh, a t- a t- a 2001 Road King stolen. So now he mm. has the Electra Glide and he has two 1974 Harley Davidson Iron Hands. One is in boxes and one is almost finished. Whoa. So now he's actually in. Uh, he he's now a certified Harley mechanic from for everything from the 1930s to current. That's cool. Uh, that's I didn't good. Even think that the Harley mechanics are going to have to learn the electric. That's going to be vastly big different. transition. Oh, yeah. But he does uh, he does engraving as well. Mm, so ooh, and cool. he's learning how to weld. So he's uh, he's adjusting to the nice. to the market. I think. 
So um, his dream bike is a 1940s Army Asian knucklehead. Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. yes, yes. Mm, Thanks all for everything you do for the community. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Brian. So much cool. time we got left. We got mm. time for more? Yeah, we got a couple more. Okay. Where are we you, at right Jim, now? Jim, you have some there? Yeah, keep going with Does emails. anyone else have any, or have we gotten through them? Emma, do you still have some? more. Uh, I haven't read one yet, darling. All right, let, let, and let's get Emma and then Jim. Or, yeah, there you go. Okay, here we go. And this is actually addressed to Emma there. It is from Edward. Market. Hello, Edward. Ed the mailman. Hmm. So oh my. He always delivers. I heard, <laughs> I'm sure he does. Every day. <laughs> He's better in the morning. Better than get a, most. Get a grip. Enough with the get a, mailman joke. Get a grip, you guys. Most the mail yes, woman get a grip, people. steps in. Check in the mail. Get it? Check in the mail. I heard this. Sh- <laughs> are, are, are we doing this? Are we quite finished? Yes, we are now. Are you sure? Yes. Please okay, continue. So Thank get you. it, get it, get it. <laughs> I heard the shot jacket idea. You oh, have right. to check out Hillside USA. Mm-hmm. They do the classic D pocket in a front quarter horsehide leather, which is about the heaviest leather you can get. Oh, my. Um, they're guaranteed for life and USA made. I know as I low sided my couch, which is a <laughs> Suzuki C90. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's not really a couch, it's, it's a quick couch. It's a um, on a Pennsylvania backcountry road. Sent my vented race jacket back and they replaced both forearm reinforcements to cover match the left arm hmm. that wore down but not through. Um, mm. Bad thing about leather is it doesn't have any straps and pleats to allow for growth. Mm. I have a size 50D pocket horse classic that would have to lay on the bed to zip. Oh, oh my. Bad luck, Ed. Um, the thing must weigh 8 to 10 pounds. You know, a decent leather jacket. Yeah. They are heavy. Alas, Emma, were you only descended from Amazon Warrior stock, I would have traded it to you for a pizza. Oh, darling, thank you, sweetie. But mm. I've been on a diet, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, but I am descended from Amazon stock. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know they actually... Um, are, you, the, are you a Prime member, Amazon stock? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Three the original Amazons, they, they actually remove their right breast to enable them to chuck spears? I heard, yeah. I heard yeah. that story. Yeah. It was, I don't know if those are true, but no, it's I, true. I'm going to believe it just because it sounds cool. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, hello to all the misfits. Ride like you're invisible and everyone is, hun- is hunting you. And that's yep. very good advice. So, Very um, good. Yes. Ed from Pennsylvania. Thanks, Thanks for the email. Nice. Can you get another Ed. one to read? Another one. Let's have a look. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Matt Barlow. Hello. Hello, Hello. Matt. Hey, you bunch of screwballs. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Thanks for the great podcast. I tell people about you all the time. And can't wait for the new ones to drop. This is Matt in Utah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Um, although this has been a mild winter, we finally got snow. Woohoo! I was there for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I saw those pictures you posted. Yeah. Look cold. Um, <laughs> so he says, what better time for bike projects? No better time indeed. Mm-hmm. After low siding my bike in September... I re- finally replaced the busted plastics and painted all the plastics up. And it looks like he's got an FZ1, a blue mm. one. Very nice looking bike. A um, little older than yours, Jim. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the Gen 1 FZ1s. Very nice bike. Um, did I mention uh, it was also a great excuse to finally score a set of 
JIS screwdrivers. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a blessing, right? If they are. Shiny. Now she's back <laughs> and better than you. And I'm so ins- excited, I'm going to jizz all over that. <laughs> Is that what they call them, JIS? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it, and it stops nice. right there. <laughs> She's all over the what, darling? Oh, no. He's <laughs> left us know. hanging. He's <laughs> left us hanging. Keep your freak flags flying and keep the great show going, exclamation Ooh. point. Um, sent from my stone and chisel. What yeah. a great email. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. You've Excellent. got a, you've got a you. very, very pretty bike, mate. Yeah, cool. my screwdrivers came actually from Japan in weird Japanese packaging, and it took like two and a half weeks. Wow, you're it was totally g- worth it. Your jizz <laughs> screwdrivers. Oh uh, yeah, and they're like really nice screwdrivers. Cool. Megadora. M- Matt, nice. I appreciate yeah. your uniqueness from Utah. What cool. you got there, Jim? All right, I got one from Chance Faye. Hey, Chance, hey, Chance. Faye, what's happening? Hello, Misfits. You guys are freaking awesome. I love what you guys do. I work about 60 hours a week as a machinist making aircraft parts here in Flatass, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's on yes, the western side, Flatass. Anyway, small town. As you can imagine, I get extremely bored, and that's when I found you guys. Um, anyway, he so goes on to say, I love the Harley bashing. Uh, we'd love to hear more of it. But I like this. He goes, I was curious why you guys don't talk about newer sports bikes more often. Because they're love- usually wadded up. <laughs> That's a good story. Uh, I would love to hear your uh, your opinions, uh, more super sports and things like that, or maybe any builds that you have going or crazy ideas. Yeah. So Let's he's got that. his own build going right now. He bought a $500 Craigslist bike. Mm. Yeah, I know. Nice. It's a 97ZX6R frame and now has an 07ZZR600 engine. Nice. Mm. Uh, let's see. Why in the world does a bike from 07 have carbs? Huh? I don't know. Well, no, you can still buy brand new bikes with carbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot work? of issues with it first. Uh, never could get it to start. Had fuel spark. No luck. Spent much. Yeah, we can all relate Wait, to this. Wait, is this Sage's old bike? <laughs> <laughs> spent, is it green? Spent months trying to figure out what was wrong and tons of different parts. Hmm. Turns out it was a 50 cent resistor in the ignition switch. Wow. Yeah, they, they, they put that in there so you can't hotwire it. They, mm. it there's, there's a check voltage uh, thing or oh, really? a loop. Yeah, wow. so you can't hotwire it. Well, you know, wait, 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 in the ignition switch? In the ignition yeah. switch, it goes to the brain, and if the voltage is incorrect, going back to the brain, mm. it, won't, it won't start. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> At least he got to know the bike. Uh, so anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, it runs now, and I become... And I I'm become, sorry, darling. What, I wasn't paying attention. What kind of bike is this? Well, is it 500 Ninja? It was it's a, a comp. It's a ZX6R frame with an 07 ZZR 600 inch. Oh, same think, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It well, sounds like Sage's bike. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, they're a good bike, but yeah, they've got that funky little thing. So, anyway, uh, now he's, let's see, now it runs and has become the last part of the project, which is cutting the frame and making it my own. <laughs> I almost gave up a few times, but now I'm so close I can taste it. I was curious about what you guys think. Got to talk the, to Mike about the, that. Actually, the tail is all custom. <laughs> yeah, he did a really good job. I, I'm like, it's pretty cool, yeah. Use uh, cool. the foam to shape and to make um, the, the, the panels, the bodywork. Yeah, Knox got the photos right now, mm-hmm. but the tail is all custom, it's handmade, along like with the tail. speed racer kind of. Really? Style, yeah. Oh, wow. I think he did a good job. I just think it's cool he's not afraid to get into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's getting really into that bike. So right on. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks, Chance, for the uh, email. We appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, nice. if you're uh, super getting into sport bike type stuff, it's a good time to go on eBay right on to look up uh, some front ends that are upside down. 
you know, and um, speed race, do a little so. swap, Ghost maybe. Speed That'd race. be pretty cool. Kawasaki is really good with using same old parts. I mean, I, I converted my uh, Kawasaki Ninja front end from an 03 to like a, a 2010 or something. No, no, to 2015, and it, everything else just bolts right up. And I think, you know, we've talked about this before, yeah. but it, I always think it's odd because out of all the four, Kawasaki is the biggest company hmm. by far. Hmm. It's mm. the biggest parent company. Yeah. You know, the, if if you see footage from inside the Honda factory, the machines that are making Hondas are mm-hmm. Kawasaki's. Mm-hmm. They don't advertise that. Oh, yeah. really? Huh. Oh, yeah. Kawasaki Heavy Industries practically own Japan. <laughs> gotcha. I, I nerded out on a, a like documentary on Kawasaki. I was very impressed. Hmm. I do have an advice on eBay. Um, to Right now in particular, go ahead and do your search and modify it with the dates. And those that are over three months, four months, go ahead and make offers that are ideal for you and email those guys direct. It kind of pans out, just letting you know. Cool. Are you got some more short ones? Yeah, it's a quick one. Let's get through those. And then Emma's got one. It's a little bit long, but it's a good question. Cool. Well, real quick. So this is uh, Vincento Capolo. Anyway, Misfits, my name is Vinny. He's a motoholic or something. He grew up riding dirt in NorCal, so local boy. Mostly rode at Carnegie and Hollister. And uh, let's see, he's also got an SV650. He he loves the show. He stumbled on it when he was driving a lot and the music was getting old. And the first episode was AMA Vintage Days from last year. Oh, right on. And he was in. And he was. was You were so drunk. Oh, yeah. You were so friggin' drunk. Yeah, yeah. Should I bring up the, the, the picture of you sleeping under the bus or the picture of you pounding gin in the morning? Which one? <laughs> Either. Or Either or both are good. Either, darling. Was, oh, my, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> uh, anyway, I couldn't believe that I could legitimately, legitimately learn about motorcycles while laughing, so keep up the good work. Uh, he goes on to say he's planning on being in NorCal in November. Uh, his family's got an EX500 sitting around, mm-hmm. I think, in the Central Valley, but he's trying to get it out here. Anyway, long story short, he's stoked on the show and hopes he can visit soon, so... Vinny, thank you very much. Yo, Vinny. All right. Yeah, if you can, come on by, dude. And just remember, the EX500 has also got a resistor in the ignition switch. So yep. um, mm-hmm. if you can't get it running, you know why. Yep. So I think we have time for one more Emma. What okay. There? It, it is a longer one. It's from pa- Patrick McNamara. And it is titled, Fuck This Bike. Fuck. <laughs> 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 okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Got Been a there, lot, done that. lot to get yeah. through. Okay, first, fucking love the podcast. Thank you. Yay. It is getting me through the dreary New Jersey. It's the New Jersey winter. <laughs> um, I usually what? ride New Jersey winter. I have to tell you, I, Where I learned lives. to talk New Jersey <laughs> from watching British. Top Cat as a child. <laughs> Because we had Top Cat. And Top Cat, his best friend was called... I remember Top Cat. Yeah, his best friend was called Choo Choo, and he had a new Joyce accent. Yeah. I Top Cat. Office, he was a player, too. Office, do you remember Officer Dibble? Well, we don't like to talk about that. Okay, very good. Anyway. Wow. Is, am I saying something to amuse you? Is there a podcast? Er- everything. Is okay, amusing. very good. I usually ride most of the winter, but this one has been shit here. Mm. Um, I wrote a while back and if you answered anything on the podcast it will be a while till I get there I'm um, binging it from the beginning on my commute and I'm up to about number 102 what are we up to now? 200 two, something Yeah, two, can't believe it. <coughs> 200 and change um, 
We should be rolling in money. Yeah, we should be. We should <laughs> all be wealthy, but I, but no, we're we're morally wealthy, darling. Yeah, okay. Um, a few episodes cool. back, you had mentioned the wee bandito, and honestly, want to like the fucking thing, but my first attempt at carbs is not going well. I will copy and paste my screen uh. for help. I put out on ADV Rider. Okay, here we go. So this is a copy and paste from something he's, he's uh, um, posted somewhere else. Okay, quick stories. I found a Bandit 400 online and my wife decided she had not had a bike in a long time and it was cute. They were asking 2200 not running. They took 1200 hmm. That should tell you something, Patrick. Hole in the exhaust welded up by a friend, beautiful job, and then he came over to teach me all about the black magic voodoo that are carbs. Hmm. Um all of my bikes have had carbs, were never an issue, and never had to open them. Fair hand at wrenching, and I was looking forward to some new tricks. Carb came off and cleaned thoroughly. The bike was previously previously at a bike shop to be roadworthy soon. The carbs were pretty fair inside, but everything was taken apart and cleaned anyway. Back on the bike, it would start easily, but die with any throttle input. The idle would scream to 9,000 on the choke, but be very uneven everything i've done since then so and i'm cutting this down a bit he's cleaned out the emulsion stacks after finding out he calls them emulsion tubes i call them emulsion stacks but it's the same thing he found out what they are and cleaned them didn't make any difference <laughs> um he found out that on some mikunis they plug the idle jet holes um didn't the fuel, make fuel air mixture you mean well no what the the, the the when you take the float balls off and where the actual jet screw in yeah on some mikunis they're open to the fuel and on mm. other mikunis there's a rubber plug and they actually draw the fuel for the idle jets through the main jet circuit and that's hmm. kind of weird but that's how they do the bandits one of these the plugs were missing put the plugs in didn't make any difference um so he, Research. I'm a damn fool and I realised the main that was in it was 92.5. Stock is 105. Ordered three arrive right away, but the fourth jet was back ordered. <laughs> bike, bike shops will do that to you, darling. Source one from a local <laughs> shop for $5. Exciting. No change whatsoever. Damn. Um, pilot screw o-ring can fail and leak too much air. Um, spares do exist, but there is a company in Thailand that makes them. Order set, cost him $38, no change. Mm. So basically, he's done everything to the carbs, and it's still not changing. Maybe it's not the carbs. Patrick, <laughs> before you go any further with this bike, you have absolutely got to do a leak down test on it. Mm. Um, a lot of people put stock in compression tests. I like compression tests, but they're not the be-all and the end-all. Mm-hmm. Triumph don't even give compression readings for all their bikes. If you've got a Triumph on your bench with suspected low compression, they want you to do a leak down test. A leak down test will do anything. What this bike sounds like to me is the intake valves aren't seeding. Mm. Whether that means that the clearances were set too tight or it's just corroded in there and they're not seeding properly. But the symptoms you describe, this bike is sucking way too much air. So you either have a massive air leak and if you've got a giant air leak, when you hit the choke hard and you've got a rich mixture coming up through the carbs, it's mixing with all that extra air and jacking the idle up to about 9,000. Well, does this sound familiar? Mm -hmm. 
the way you can find out if it's got an air leak is get it running as best you can get a nice combustible material like Berryman's choke cleaner is very good and spray it around the carburetors does it speed up you've got an air leak hmm. if it doesn't speed up you don't have an air leak if you don't have an air leak you're your intake valves are not seeding properly. Bad news is for you, you've got to pull ahead. Mm. The good news is for you, it is worth seeing this through. These are bitching little bikes. It's an absolute little gem out of Japan. It will rev to 16,000. So you got it cheap, you got it at the right kind of money. The fact that this seller was basically cut the price in half for you should tell you volumes that he's been trying to get it going uh-huh. and he probably put a lot of effort into the carburetors and it doesn't sound like a car problem to me it sounds like either an air leak problem or an intake valve problem so patrick keep me posted beg steal or borrow a decent so, quality leak down tester and do yeah. a leak down on it. Now, if it's if it's if the leak down test is, is successful and it shows it's got you know, holding compression well, could it then be like the intake manifold's got a crack in it or something? Well, no. I mean, it's what what you've basically got is you've got the 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 cylinder head itself, and then you've got the intake stubs that yeah. go onto the back of the cylinder head. Yeah, they could be cracked. Yeah, because if that's letting in air, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it's 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 drawing in too much air right. from somewhere. So yeah. best case scenario, he just readjusts his intake valves, and it's two spec. It should be okay. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, you don't have to. Polly wouldn't have to pull the head if just if you get the. the well, if they're set. done too tight. Right. Well, um, I mean, oh, if it's like you mean it's run out of clearance for right, whenever. But I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I had um, an XR650 on my bench, mm. and not an XR650R, an XR650L. L. Yeah. Um, very low mileage bike, seven thousand mile bike, which ran like a three legged horse, mm. Mm. and. Um, the valves were adjusted badly by mm. an, by another bike shop <coughs> at the six thousand service, so oh. it had only done a thousand miles. Yeah, and the intake valves were toast. Oh, really? Too tight, huh? Oh yeah, toast. Mm. And the seats were burned, and it was just a mess. <laughs> and no amount of carb work could it. So yeah. pull the head cut the valve seats in and they were so bad I had to cut them I couldn't grind in the valves I actually mm. had to cut the seats mm. um, ground everything in made it pretty sent him down the road and it, it ran like a champ afterwards for sure but the, the the problem is I mean when your bike's running there is an ex- there's an explosion going on in the combustion chamber I mean it is a controlled explosion and it has got a great deal of force behind it and if your valves aren't closing properly all that combustible burning material is finding its way around the valve seat and it's burning. Yep. You know, the temperatures inside mm. your engine are, are, are tremendous. If you don't believe me, grab the exhaust pipe with your bare hand. <laughs> right so out wait, no, when you have that. that burning, you want to use the preparation H? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Especially <laughs> after you the see seat. the bill. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, Patrick, you have to do a leak down test <clears throat> on that bike. Yeah, identify and where it's coming the, from. The, find out where it's coming from. It's very, very easy to do a leak down test. You, you basically you bring the piston up to top dead center. You connect the air supply to the head, you pressurize the head, and you don't need to go bananas, you can pressurize it to about 70 PSI. And just stick your ear at the end of the exhaust, do you hear hissing? Well, guess what? Your exhaust valves are are bad. Stick your ear by the airbox trunk intake, 
Do you hear hissing? Well, your intake are bad. Take off the filler cap and listen to the crankcase. Do you hear hissing? Well, your rings are bad. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And if you've got a good quality tester, it'll actually tell you the percentage. Hmm. But really, what you're listening for is escaping, escaping air, either mm-hmm. from the exhaust, from the intake, or from the crankcase. I think what you're going to find on yours is you're going to pressurize um, the combustion chamber, and you're going to hear all kinds of hissing coming back through the airbox. Speaking of escaping air, Bosley's been on a tear that tonight. Oh, dear God. <laughs> the, the smells coming out of that dog are biblical. Mike's magoots. Uh, can, can I tack on to that? So um, just a, as a wow. very naive... Wow. Cur- yeah, exactly. Not the, the smell of Bosley, but um, the carburetor. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, one of the things that I found that my naivety of motorcycles uh, proved to be like hours-long frustration was making sure that my air fuel uh pins or bolts the the ratio like that you can adjust the air fuel mixture yes that i started at the stock manufacturer right. so you go all the way in right and then you turn out yes. by the amount of turns right that the manufacturer states then you go ahead and you make sure that your engine is warm before you're listening for and adjusting those right right so i didn't know that either and that was hours of frustration um in addition i think i just wanted to ask you so when you're talking about there's uh the air intake probably an air intake uh leak leak yes so if you spray fuel yeah that should kind of take care of the leak right? if everything is working correctly when you spray fuel on the outside of the carburetor, nothing's going to happen because the carburetor's closed. There's a lot of stuff going on in the carburetor. It's atomizing fuel. It's mixing with air, and you know, between 16 and 18 to 1. That's its job because f- gas, petrol, gasoline is not flammable. Mm-hmm. The vapor is. The vapor is, and it's, a, it's most flammable at... You know, like 18 to 1 is about the premium. So that's what a carburetor does. But it's a closed device. So if you spray anything combustible on the outside, nothing will happen. Now, if you spray fuel on the outside and your engine suddenly speeds up or slows down or does something, you've got a leak where you shouldn't have. Cool. And you need to find out where it is. So now you get the little straw and you start spraying in very specific areas and finding the area that has the effect then you found your leak nice yep. okay right. cool well wow. shit that's a hell of a tip <laughs> that's a misfit top tip yeah and just the tip <laughs> just so, the tip <laughs> i think we oh, got uh, i love how we came in here just to do a short because this is a double dumper weekend we're dumping two podcasts this weekend double dump shoot drop a deuce so um yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna drop uh, the misfits come and drop a deuce on your kitchen rug <laughs> yeah so make sure Twice what is it to what be is, precise what? it's a double Double dumper. So it, just make sure that. Why is it always gonna be butts and dumps? That's just saying. Because that's what, who we are. Dollar. What else it's, would it be? It, it's oh, what our audience man. wants. I'm just saying. We, I, don't, I don't think about that. I don't think so. 
We also uh, we also dumped a podcast on the film festival that Bagel went up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that came out really good too. So uh, yeah, cool. I just think it's funny that we came in here to just let's just do a quick little it, hour it's show. Never a fucking two hour show. Yeah, two hours again. It's a two hour God, show. Damn it. You can't okay. shut us up. Um, uh, can I just say something about no. the the film festival? Mm-hmm. We was robbed. We was robbed. We sh- we should have won. Bagel, you should have won, darling. I, I would, ba- bagel know, did win. Yes, he, he back. we won so the we hearts of everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true, but but uh, but nice. it would have been nice to get an award. Yeah. But uh, hey, the, the, we, there, we was we had robbed. We had great competition, so I, I right. hey, it, it was fantastic. Not, yeah. So yeah, look out for that. It's going to be two shows. And uh, it's a double dumper. Yes. <laughs> and uh, just remember to go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Yeah. You will find the link to everything you need there. That's right. Thank you for all the emails. We are almost caught up. Almost. <laughs> I, almost we, caught a, up. we made a good dent on that one, um, I think. Uh, Jim Bex and I are going to be gone next week. And Locke, we're all going to be out doing stuff. Yeah. But Kat is running the show next week. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So That's, she's been preparing for that. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey. Wait a minute. Hey. No, hold on a second. I think I'll be here for Sunday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Jim Bex and I are going to be up at the one show. Hell yeah. yeah. And uh, there, I know a couple listeners are going to be there. So mm-hmm. look for us. Um, Jim and Bex. Jim will be the one who's drunk. Bex will be the one who's just talking nonstop. And I'll be the one <laughs> looking around going, what the hell have I got myself I'll have into? Look, look for the uh, on me. <laughs> look for the six foot two lesbian that's got yeah, like a I'm seven inch <laughs> reach advantage over most dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, don't forget, send in your cat pictures, especially. Oh, for no, 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 and if no, you can no include, more pictures, no more if you can include cat components in the envelope, like Dan oh, Martin. good God, oh, no. <laughs> don't do that. No, some please. cat shit. No, 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 Thanks for listening. This is Liza. Bex, aloha. Hi, it's me, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to going first, okay? Katharina. <laughs> Emma, darling. Micah. Naked Jim. Don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are out of here. Cool, cool. 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 <laughs>